Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone, welcome to the UK Film Review Podcast. I am your host Chris Buick and I'm joined this week by three fellow UK Film Review critics. Firstly we have Alicia. Hi Alicia. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. Uh, Secondly we have Andrew. How are you Andrew? Hello, very well thank you, yes. Good and last but by no means least we have Ian. How are you Ian? I'm doing well, I'm loving life, I'm surviving. Good stuff, good stuff. So this week, to celebrate the release of Black Widow, finally, in cinemas, we have assembled, get it? <laughs> to take a, I, I'm not even sorry. To take a look back and have a talk about all about the MCU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, guys, there's a lot for us to talk about here. We've got films, we've got TV shows, we've got Stanley cameos, and we'll do our best to cover Oh, Stanley. Oh. Yeah. God bless, God rest him. We'll do our best to cover as much as we can. Um, but first things first, what are our general thoughts and feelings on the MCU? Alicia, let's start with you. MCU is awesome. That's basically what I can sum up everything with because I think one of the main reasons is you know, people who aren't really into the MCU, they think that everything's taken straight from the comics, but it's the oh. difference between the the storylines in the comics and then the actual mcu universe it's good to see you know being a fan of the comics it's good to see those two different Mm. universes kind of collide at different points but then deviate at different points as well yeah no absolutely it's um it's definitely um it take it takes it's um it does take its inspiration from the comics when it needs to but it does have a a good track record of going its own path when it needs to. Uh, uh, Andrew, uh, how about you? I'm a yeah, I'm a, a big fan in in general. Really, I think I was always a bit of a MCU skeptic before I actually watched right. the films. If that makes sense, I'm I'm often skeptical of things that everyone loves um, <laughs> because I'm always 
Yeah, yeah I'm just so, yeah. well, particularly when it's like, you know, your friends who don't really do films, you know, but they all love the Marvels. So I'm like, yeah, but, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you're not a film person. What do you know? Um, okay. Very snob, <laughs> very, very snobbish, you know. Um, and I thought you said it. I, I didn't, didn't want to say it. No, 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 I'm fully, fully aware of this. Like, I lean into it sometimes as a joke, but like, I, um, but like, I, in the first lockdown, um, I watched all the Marvel films, but like, not back to back, one day after the other, basically. Um, because I've basically never seen them because I just kept putting it off because I was like, yeah, everyone else likes them, but I can't really be bothered. It's not really my kind of thing. And then I did. And then, yeah, they're amazing, mostly. There's some bad ones. There's some okay ones, but there's lots of good ones. Um, And I think there's a whole piece of storytelling, like the Infinity Saga, so phase one, two, and three, up to now, are very, very impressive, I think, as a kind of general world-building thing. Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I think the I think the whole twenty three film arc has really uh, really landed in a way that was satisfying, which we'll get into later. Uh, Ian, let's. What are your thoughts? Um, well, we we're pretty much I imagine all in agreement, unless Chris, you've somehow hosted this one and actually hate the MCU. But I, <laughs> I, I love. <laughs> I, I I love the MCU. Um, I'm a massive comic book fan, and I find it actually quite funny now that. The comic book characters that I read as a kid that I got bullied for is now what people want to go to see in the cinema, which I've always found quite amusing because I've always loved comic books. I've loved the Marvel Universe. And now to see a lot of this stuff on the screen, uh, as Alicia says, not exactly, but inspiration of it. And I actually think there are examples that we can get into which are better than the comic book arcs that they're based on, Mm -hmm. um, that they've excelled. Uh, Yeah, no, I I think it's great. There are some lows, which we can get into as well. The lows, I don't think are terrible, but there's definitely middling films and like quite average stuff that like comes out. Um, But the the highs of the highs, I think are very, very good um, and hit like some of the stuff that I've always wanted to see on screen that you never thought you would, like the Infinity Saga as a total and then Endgame and Infinity War. They're two things that I was just like, I didn't think I was going to see it. And as a massive comic book nerd, I freaked out when I saw it in IMAX. And I did see it in IMAX. It was amazing. And I saw it twice and it was great. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so I guess question for both you, Ian and Alicia. Andrew, mm-hmm. Andrew obviously came to the fold during lockdown. Were you Marvel, I believe the phrase is stands, from the beginning? <laughs> is that is that the word for it? Is that I, I didn't I know, know the words. I, I asked a young person today, and they said, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, "Yeah, I I, I was there because I remember." It's interesting, you know, when you when you look back, because I remember seeing Iron Man yeah. in the cinema mm-hmm. all that time ago, and I remember Iron Man at the time as a comic book reader was always like a B class hero. The Avengers were never really like the A team. Mm. Um, they were like the B team of the Marvel universe because the X-Men comic books and Spider-Man comic books had always been at the forefront and they had their films already. Mm -hmm. So Iron Man, when it came out, I remember going and seeing it because I loved the Spider-Man films with Sam Raimi, which I think massively influenced actually the MCU, I think with its tonality. But yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, massive, way more than the X-Men series did that. They definitely did not understand, I think, the comic no. books, whereas yeah. Sp- Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, I think the key example of that is when like, you have Cyclops being like, what do you want us to be wearing, yellow spandex? It's like, yes, I do want you to be wearing yes. yellow spandex. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, but you have the MCU, and with the second we saw Iron Man in his suit, 
in that film, I was like, they've clicked this. They've got uh, it. Yeah. They've it's... they've got it. They've worked this out. Yeah, I, I was like, yes, this this is this is the right way. This is going mm-hmm. the right way. Uh, Alicia, were you from the beginning as well? Uh, yeah, I was six, I think, when the first Iron Man film came out. Wow. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I've just been keeping up with everything as well as reading comics because I've just grown up with the films and the nice. comics now. Well, that's that's great. Um, I was, was, I'm now considering I, I, how old I, I, I was. I mean, I'm not going to say now that Alicia's hit six. <laughs> so let's just um, let's let's move on to the at, to Iron Man itself. Um, so yeah, so back in 2008 when Alicia was six. Um, yeah, obviously the first Iron Man, the shot, the, the Humvees driving through the desert, ACDC. Mm-hmm. What did we think of the first Iron Man when it came out? Obviously, this was before the MCU was even, well, arguably a thought or even a concept that was coming to fruition. What did we think at the time as, as a film on its own when it came out? Uh, Alicia, let's start with you. I, as a small person, um, it was really <laughs> to see like something so explosive. I've, I've, I don't think I've ever been glued to the screen so much mm. as a, a child. So... I, you know, not even thinking about if the universe was going to grow or anything. It was awesome. It was mm-hmm. so good. And like from then, I knew that um, Robert Downey Jr. was definitely the best choice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. From the very start, it was so obvious. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I I remember watching it, and I, when I remember watching the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man, getting that really excited feeling of watching this kind of film and then I got the exact same feeling the first time I saw Iron Man so I totally agree with you it was very exciting um Andrew what did you think of it when you watched it last year yeah well it was it was one of it was one of only two MCU films I had actually seen before okay but I didn't see it at the time I was I was 10 just to say how young I am um when it came out, and I... I've figured out how old I was. to you saying that, I'm yeah. like, oh, I've figured it out now. Um, I was yeah. 14. I was 14 for the win. But, um, I, <laughs> I didn't see it. I didn't... I, I, as a kid, I wasn't particularly... I did love the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans, but I wasn't particularly, like, comic booky or particularly into superheroes as my thing. Like, I was very... I was a very Lord of the Rings kid. Um, great films. And, yeah, great films. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and... I, but I do like Iron Man. It was, I think, the first MCU film I saw, you know, years later. Um, it's really good. It holds up. So then I watched it again for that kind of marathon thing I did. It really holds up compared to the others. I think it does such a good mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. It does exactly what it needs to. Um, we'll get into mm-hmm. this later, but some of the later films that have get a lot of pre- actually I don't think are always that good because I think a lot of the good stuff they do was easy, mm-hmm. in a sense. Yeah. Um, or the mm-hmm. groundwork mm-hmm. was laid by the other films and they just got the glory of the payoff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Some of them had an easier job than others, and we'll come to that later. Um, but I think Iron Man obviously has the hardest job, in a sense, in a way. I think mm-hmm. Iron Man and Endgame have the hardest jobs, because they have to start and end this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And if Iron, Man, very true. if Iron Man was the Green Lantern, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't be here today. Like, you know, they had to, they <laughs> yeah. got that right. And we had, if that wasn't right, the whole thing just wouldn't have happened. Yeah. You know? It's, mm. it's, it's interesting to look back now and realise how important a first step that was yeah. in everything. When you, Obviously, we didn't know at the time, but you look back now and how 
you needed to get the right guy to play Tony Stark, and they did. Mm -hmm. They needed the right director to make the film as good as they did, which John Favreau deserves a lot of credit for. Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like they, they, they didn't try and do a crazy amount in one film, but set the, set the right tone and the right foundations for the films to come. Um, Ian, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think if, we, if we're looking at the, those earlier set of films particularly, and, and we're looking at, you know, the phase one sort of films, I think Iron Man probably stands out as one of the best in that uh, bunch um, because I think it's completely what Andy was saying and it, exactly the same as Alicia as well. You know, the, this was the first one. It was the, it was the start of the whole thing put together. And if they had completely done this wrong, it would have collapsed the whole idea. And I think, you know, it they did have perfect casting. I think it was actually better casting than the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films, which we've mentioned, because everybody in that film, for some reason, is like a 30-year-old and they're meant to be playing <laughs> teens. And I'm watching it and I'm like, why are this? Why is there a 30-year-old man chasing after a bus? And then they get on and I'm like, they're all 30. What's there's, going on? There's nothing but... wrong with people over 30, Ian. Just... <laughs> <laughs> nothing, I've got a problem with people over 30. I've got a problem with 30-year-olds. Like, who's the teacher in that class? Who's the yeah, teacher? Yeah. I looked at that film and I was like, which one of them's meant to be the teacher? Because they're all the same age. Never mind. It's... <laughs> But with Iron Man, they Robert Downey Jr. coming off like I guess the um, hiatus he had as an actor due to his own personal life. Mm -hmm. Iron Man really plucked him and kind of like threw him into a role, which I, I think he kind of not only I don't want to be like one of those people who goes like he was born to play that role, but he kind of in weird ways does parallel Tony Stark. Yeah, you know, you I, I would you, agree with that. Yeah, you have comic books, which, I mean, it's a famous Iron Man comic book. It's not one of my favorite ones. But Demon in the Bottle is this, like, one where Tony Stark's an alcoholic and his life's completely gone off the rails. It's kind of similar to Tony Stark, um, to Tony Stark, to Robert Downey Jr. You know, it, it's not exactly the same, obviously, because Robert Downey Jr. doesn't wear an Iron Man suit. But, you know, he they have a parallel in the dysfunctionality of their lives. And yeah, yeah. I think that's why it just put, worked perfectly. And I compare it to the other Phase One films. You know, if we we'll exclude the Avengers because I imagine that will be its own discussion. But yeah. you compare it to say, you know, four. Uh, I think Iron Man Two is also in Phase One. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Phase One. Yeah. Is the end. yeah, Iron Man Two, which I actually think is a massive letdown. But Captain America for the Incredible Hulk, which is probably the worst one they made. But. Uh, <laughs> It stands out as probably the highlight of all of them, I think. It's just a, yeah. a, a, an on-point film. Yeah, so let's so let's lump... That's not lump, but let's pair those two together. So next you've got Incredible Hulk. Hulk sorry. <laughs> uh, so it's definitely um, bad. We'll yeah, move on. That's it. Yeah. That's all we need to say. <laughs> you do have The Incredible Hulk, then followed by Iron Man 2, which are arguably two of the weakest films for me, mm. and I don't know about you guys, but two of the weakest films in the entire 23 mm -hmm. film canon. Um, mm. Is that fair, or do we think that there is some? I mean, I, I don't, I don't watch it and think it's they're terrible films, but mm. I, you know, there's they're definitely lower th part of the pile. Mm. I, they're bottom five. I think they're definitely bottom five. five. Yeah. I think, I think... Incre Incredible Hulk. I think is uh, bottom one probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Iron Man two. I think there's a couple of films worse than Iron Man two. I was going to say, I think Iron Man two gets badly treated. Yeah, I, I don't think, think it's that bad actually. Yeah, I think people really slag it off as the worst one, but I actually don't think it's that bad. It's not great, but it's not that bad. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it has Sam Rockwell. How bad can it be? So, yeah, yeah. Sam Rockwell exactly. is really good in it. Its main problem is um, the, the, my thing with the Iron Man Two is it's got like three films going on at once. Yeah. Two of which are good. One of which is bad, but they keep get, letting the bad <laughs> one get in the way. The Mickey Rock stop. Like he, he has no. He's just Russian and <laughs> yeah. doesn't like. Tony Stark's dad. Like that's, he loves he has, his bird. He yeah, he has him. no real personality. <laughs> I just don't. I think um, a friend of mine said to me once um, that you can roughly do a. There's a rough correlation between the quality of an MCU film and the quality of the villain, and I think that's mm. broadly it's right. True. It's very. So, some of them get away with not having a great villain, but um. mostly it is there. And I am. Now you've too. said that, I'm like, yeah. That does yeah. kind of make sense because the ones that I would put very low, the villains are just completely disposable. Yeah, in them, like um, completely disposable. Which yeah. is a shame because actually, Incredible Hulk, I actually quite like the abomination as an idea, and I actually yeah. don't think he's coming he's back. The... Yeah, he is, and he's coming back. He's yeah. coming back. Yeah. He's um, making a comeback. And I actually don't think that's the bad thing about Incredible. I think it's everything else about it. But yeah, yeah, the... it's Tim Roth. So yeah, <laughs> Tim Roth's really good, and he's so horrible. Now I he actually is. quite like that bit of it, mm. but. The Incredible Hulk's problem is sort of, oh, it's the, it's the, the force romance plot. Um, mm. The ending of Incredible Hulk infuriates me um, because, I mean, we can spoil that, can't we? Yep, um, the, enough, yeah. Where he, like, he sat there and there's that bit and he, like, opens his eyes and he's, like, got the slightly green eyes because he's gone <laughs> to live in the wilderness so he can keep his heart rate down and stuff. And then suddenly, for some reason, he he's spiked and he's the Hulk again. And it's sort of like a little smile, oh, like, you know, he's back. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. The point was, I thought our point was, he's essentially like a trapped man who's like been taken over by this horrible being and it's really hard for him. It's actually really yeah. sad. Yeah. And it makes that point. And at the end, it's like, oh, here he is. He's back. And I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, every characterization you tried to build up. What yeah. was the point? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, think, Alicia. That's exactly I've... what I meant to say. I think people have really misunderstood like Hulk as a character. I even think, I guess this is, if we're going to talk about the Incredible Hulk, there's going to be a little bit of discussion about the Hulk going into the, like yeah. for the future films of the MCU yeah, yeah, after yeah. phase one. I think even in the films forward, there's a misunderstanding of Bruce Banner and the Hulk as a character. And it does annoy me because the, the Hulk is one of my favorite comic book characters. And I've always really been annoyed by the fact that they've made him either this wacky, like funny character off in space, or they've made him as this guy who, yeah, I'm always angry. The point is that you're like trapped in like this sense of depression that you're never going to be able to get out of that. Um, and I've always thought they've lost a part of it that could like lead into other genres of cinema rather than just the same old films of like superheroes, superheroes, superheroes. You could do a really interesting sort of like body horror film with mm. the Incredible Hulk because they've done that in the comic books where they've made him this sort of like horrific changes, like stuff mm. like The Fly and things like that. Um, but they haven't, and they've just made him sort of like comedic. And that kind of, he's still good, don't get me wrong, which we'll talk about in, say, you know, for Ragnarok and stuff. It's still enjoyable, but I'm always kind of like, uh, you could have done something a bit more with that. And the Incredible Hulk film kind of lets that whole thing down. I completely agree with you. Mm. Alicia, are you you're on the same page with Hulk? Yeah, definitely. I think, see, I have a very weird view of films. Like, um, I am a big uh, <laughs> Monsters, Inc. fan. I don't know why. 
Why? Why is that weird? What? What? People think it's really strange, but I, I. You're talking to the wrong people. Yeah, Those I, people, I'm, I'm yeah. A big what? Fan. I'm a big fan. I love Monsters Inc. It's not just a safe space; it's a right yeah, space. Yeah, Monsters yeah. Inc.'s great. Exactly. <laughs> so strange how like attached I get to characters. No, it's but great. Monsters Inc. I'm very attached, and I cried over the fact that Mike looked really green on our new TV. So that kind of links in with the whole, you know, coloring. I noticed really specific things about coloring. SpongeBob is like five different colors in different seasons. It's very annoying. (laughs) But I like the coloring of this Hulk. The way Mm. it's a darker green, I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. The only way I can explain it is the crying Mike story. So, (laughs) but I like, I love the coloring. I like the darkness of the film, but I don't really like the film itself. (laughs) Nice to watch, but maybe close your ears. I mean, I'm tempted to go down this rabbit hole instead of recording the podcast. Well, I was going to ask, how would you feel if they made a Grey Hulk? Because that'd be pretty cool. I'd be down for that. Oh yeah. 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 If we're if we're talking about colour and Hulk's colour, a grey Hulk would be really interesting. Oh yeah, I like mm. that. Well it's approved. Done. Get on it, MCU. Come on. <laughs> Kevin Feige is listening, so uh, Kevin, get uh, get on it, get the guys on it. Um well we'll come back to Hulk in a bit because obviously he does come back in some of the other films and uh as a completely different actor as well. So we'll touch on that later. Um but then we're on to Thor. So obviously Chris Hemsworth coming in as Thor with his bright blonde eye- eyebrows. I knew you were going to say it. I was about to say, <laughs> is he going to say it? I rewatched it earlier. I was like, how did I not notice this? The it's the only I... thing I noticed. Yeah, it's but... like so um, obvious. I'm searching this now. I, I can't remember this. Oh. What? His eyebrows are like the brightest blonde a person's ever had them dyed. It's yeah. insane. Oh, uh, they are, aren't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a that choice. Wasn't, that wasn't the complaint I was going to make about that film, but All it's right, a choice. Well, it's okay, a choice. Well, Andrew, let's start with you. How do you feel about Thor? Not, not great. I have to say, I think everyone would say Thor: The Dark World is one of the worst films. Um, mm-hmm. I actually think Thor is also one of the worst films in the MCU. Like, I don't. This is the one that I would put below Iron Man two. This is bottom. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? I don't. I just don't really like it. Um, I've only seen it once. I don't... Bear in mind, I've just had to say now, that all my opinions are from a completely a non-comic book reading perspective. Like, I haven't it's, read them. Is this, the, is this the, it's only from a film perspective? And you'll yeah. you're look down on us. No, 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 no. <laughs> As in, like, when I make comments on, like, characters and things, I don't know what they was like. I don't know whether right, things are painful, joke. you know? Um, yeah. Like, I really like the later Hulk, for example, because it's the only Hulk I've known, and I know mm-hmm. it's better than the first one. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah. But Thor, my main problem, and this is a worse problem in Thor The Dark World, that I don't know how they're going to get around, because I think she's coming back somehow, but Jane Foster is just so badly done as a character the whole way through, I think. It's so, like, they, they just didn't write her, really. I don't think very well. They got a great actor to play her, Nasty Portman. They didn't give her really much to do. The script's really weak in both those films, and it's just a bit dull and boring. Yet apparently Thor will like sacrifice everything to go and live with her, but I just don't believe it or care really. And then, and then in Ragnarok, they say, "Yep, yeah, she's gone. Avengers gone. Avengers Ultron 
Age of Ultron gone. Like she's not in any of the important films, yet in his solo first two solo films, she means everything to him. And like that's not whereas Pepper is the the MCU doing the romance right in that it's kind of on a back burner and it actually means something and it's part of Tony's arc. Whereas they basically put it in the first two Thor films in the absence of something more interesting. Um, I would be interested mm. to see her come back because I think she's not supposed to be coming back, back yeah, in Love and Thunder. Coming. Yeah, and I, ha- I think Tiger will actually do the character justice, but I think it'll be a completely different person we saw the first time, really. Yeah, because um, she, she will be the new goddess of Thunder. Won't she? Yeah, which, I'm, which I was always would have been up for, but that was yeah, never yeah, even... Yeah. That was so never it, even discussed to start with. To do than she does in the first two four films. Yeah, right. and it's it, it's true that like Pepper doesn't get much to do in the early Iron Man's, but at least it does build in a good way. Whereas Jane Foster just sort of dies as a character; it just stops, mm. and and the action's not the best. And it's the bits I like of Thor are the funny bits, you know, like the sort of fish out of water stuff when he's on Earth. Mm. Um, and that's obviously what they lean into with Ragnarok, and they realize somebody realized at one point that Thor is a like quite comedic character, and Chris yeah. Hemsworth is actually a really funny actor. Yeah, um, which I'm so glad they realized because I think in the first Avengers, which we'll come to, the first Avengers, which I think is great, he I think is the the worst character of the bunch, and he's probably the blandest. And like, it's not Chris Hemsworth's fault. He's just like he's just good and big and strong. And like, there's not much else going on there, um, which they rectify mm. later. But I think that's the problem with the first two films. It's just seemed a bit bland, I think. Alicia, thoughts? Um, I think I, d- I definitely agree with, you know, the uh, Pepper being kind of a, a good piece of, you know, Tony's character arc just throughout everything. But then, you know, the relationship there it just doesn't have any substance like i you, you remember the arc reactor you remember mm-hmm. the the gift you remember that and it's such a small thing but they're important things i've mm. got the arc reactor in my room for goodness sake <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to you need to have something solid like that and they definitely perfected that in a way that they didn't i don't honestly I don't think they know how to navigate Thor and any of his relationships to any other characters. Mm. Because they're, mm. I like Thor, but at the same time, it's kind of like, pick a road. What, <laughs> what, what, what Thor are you trying to portray on screen? Because it changes every single time. And mm. I love the character, but yeah. you need to have some kind of road. Get in a car and pick one. Stop crashing on the way. Do you think Ty- Taika Waititi has done that? He's found his story. He understands what he wants to do with it. He's kind of going with it. And obviously, we've only seen him really in one film. But the fact that they're bringing him back and everyone back for the second or the fourth four, but the second for Taika, do you reckon Taika's the right person who's finally got Thor then? In a I, way, I think he he's nailed something <laughs> because. Yeah. It's been so skewed with that I don't know what I want, like mm. personally from the films, like you know for Thor specifically. But I loved, I loved how he managed to navigate Thor. So I'm kind of hoping that this is the thing that I want, and it's not the complete opposite. You know that I didn't yeah. want the detour, and I wanted something darker. Mm-hmm. But I think he's definitely he's got some kind of nail on the wall, and he's. I really hope that. It's him that carries it through because he's just awesome. Mm. Oh, Ian? 
I don't know. I think I sit between probably Alicia and 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 Andy on this one. I don't know. I'm. I don't think it's as bad as Iron Man Two. I don't think Iron Man Two is that bad. But there's a myriad of other ones that I can. Well, not a myriad. That sounds harsh. But there's quite a few that I'm like, that's not a good film. Um, but I I liked the first four film. I enjoyed the. I I I don't mind Kenneth Branagh either as a as a director. Oh, uh, I actually think he's yeah. got a good. I think he's all right. I think he's all right as a director. I don't think he's amazing, but I think he's okay. I and I think Cinderella. he. Sorry, yeah, I like, yeah. like his Cinderella. I do like his Cinderella. Yeah. I think it's I good. Like Cinderella a lot. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's it's pleasant, you know. And that and that and that's how I feel about four. It's pleasant. The first four film, <laughs> it's nothing that I'm like. This feel, is terrible. Yeah, I feel like um, Kenneth Branagh comes from a Shakespearean background, and the first four feels very Shakespearean, very yeah. Shakespearean. And I, yeah. I liked that. I liked I, that I, aspect I, of I it. I quite like it, but it's very big at times. I know they're, yeah, they're, they're but he's the, he's the god of thunder, man. Like he's meant to, you know, it's 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 meant to be this sort of like in the comic books. He's always written in, you know, the the. Um, gaelic sort of like style writing because he's always meant to be in that sort of nordic mm-hmm. you know uh character because he is the god that we know he is that character so you know i guess i'm always going to come from that perspective on the flip side of what andy was saying i, I come from the perspective as a, as a of a comic book reader mm-hmm. which i think always does cloud my perception to the films because i don't always just look at them fundamentally as a film although some of them i do and i'm like that's not enjoyable and in some of them, which aren't as good, I enjoy more because I'm a comic book reader. And I think this is probably one of those. I think this is one that I enjoy more as a comic book reader than just a film fan. Because I think probably you're right that this film's probably not an outstanding sort of film. It's probably not great with character development. It's probably not great for Jane. It's probably not great for a lot of the characters in the film. But because it introduced Loki and it introduced Four and it, it has it in this sort of grandiose way that I, I really enjoyed it as a comic book fan um i think for going forward with the, the conversation over taika watiti being the the director um i th- i think i don't know i have very mixed feelings towards uh for um oh my brain's just suddenly gone blank um Ragnarok. Thank you. God, why did my brain go blank there? Because the the Dark World's terrible. We can all just, we'll skip that. It's terrible. But (laughs) it's the worst. I actually think it might be the worst. Yeah. Yeah. If if I'm excluding Incredible Hulk, it's probably the worst. Oh, definitely excluding Incredible Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, It's because Incredible Hulk was like a partner, wasn't it, with Sony? Is that right? Whereas this one was its own, like that's in the MCU. I think for the Dark World's the worst MCU film, personally. It's really boring nothing happens it's not even funny so yeah but with Ragnarok it's I think maybe I got hyped up for it a lot because a friend of mine said it's like the it's his favorite one so I went into it thinking it's going to be great and I had fun but I wasn't like blown away by anything and I think for the flip side of like they've realized it's very he's a funny character one of my favorite comic book runs which is kind of what this new film's going to be based on which is for god of thunder which is the 2013 run um where you've got spoilers if they do this but you've got three fours at once you've got the young like brash four who's off into the wilderness who wants to fight all the time doesn't really care then you've got the more like adolescent four like in his 20s to 30s who's a bit more mature a bit more ready and then you've got the king four the four who's taken over asgard 
and you know he's lost his eye because you know it takes upon nordic myths of like repetition and stuff which is awesome um i'm not sure they can do that with this four because he's too funny it's too jokey it's too jovial Mm. i want a four who's like really heavy and like serious and emotional I've never. I, I didn't get that. Confused because I want that so badly because yeah. it's so good. But then you know, it's like a comic book perspective. You want that, and then from the film perspective, it's like, oh, but that was fun. So now I'm just like hanging in the balance, screaming. Yeah, and I think that's my issue with it. For Ragnarok is just a really fun film, which yeah. I have a good time with. And honestly, you know, I don't doubt we can have an emotional hit because you know, if, if any of us have seen jojo rabbit we know that like yeah we know that he's capable of hitting some i had to restrain myself there but he's there you can that film Uh, hits you that moment in the square uh, anyway so i don't doubt you you can't get that because he's capable of doing it but i think they've written four into a bit of a corner in the sense that in Endgame, in Infinity War, he's really comedic as well. And they, instead of like in Thor Ragnarok, I think Thor Ragnarok moves Thor into that direction. But then the, you know, the Russo brothers, they kind of go, oh, we've got to like really go nuts with this now. And he's just comedic all the time, like yeah. all the time. And, and I'm like, where's yeah. that gone? And I you think know? it takes away, because if you look at the Thor's, just because we're on the subject of Thor and his mm. character, the film, if you get Thor's arc through all the films, including Endgame, Infinity War, Thor has a really rough ride. And yeah. I feel like mm. his, everything that happens to Thor, and I think loses some of its gravitas because they play up the comedic element so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're so used to, from Ragnarok, and when he meets the Guardians, for example, the funny exchanges, and he, he, he off almost off the cuff says, you know, I just killed my sister and you know my home planet got blown up and he's like but he says in a funny way he's like no that's really quite sad and they don't really give him the and it's not until uh, Endgame that you finally get that he's had all this stuff on him mm-hmm. and I feel like they take up take a bit of that away with trying to build up the humor so much in that I agree I'm with you I'm myself so bad from Endgame because oh I feel like we're going to have to dedicate some time for this, but I do want to cover some other things, but I'm going to make sure there's time to come back to that statement. Is all I I'm in shock. I don't know what to say. I'm actually, yeah. the podcast has lost all meaning for me. I felt my heart stop for a good 10 seconds there. Um, so, Captain America, um, what do we think of his first uh, introduction into the MCU, the first Avenger? Alicia, let's start with you. Thankfully, I don't get this one. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. And I think, honestly, well, I like I have a soft spot for uh, Bucky. So I'm we all have a soft to... spot for Bucky. Yeah, we all do. I, I don't. I think he's the most problematic. He's such a liability. And but that's why he's good. Because he, yeah. he is problematic. Because so he's human, man. He's yeah. human. Yeah. 
but mm. I'm trying to stray away from that because I'll definitely say Winter Soldier is my favorite. But Agreed. I think Winter Soldier is the best, the I best think, by far. Yeah. yeah. But the starting we'll... of you know the very first Captain America, it starts off so well, and then it starts to go downhill. Like you know the rest of the films and mm. um, Steve's insert in you know bigger films like. Uh, Avengers thank you <laughs> really bad um, so yeah uh, but... I drifted out listening to you for a second <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was a, it was a really strong start I think especially um, it was nice you know once again I was quite tiny it was nice seeing such a a powerful female insert that wasn't just based on well they're in a relationship you know, hmm. she was yeah. she was kicking it, and it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. Haley Atwell is great in those films. Uh, in, the, in the Agent Carter series, if you've ever watched that, I feel like she's one good. Of those, one of those characters that I guess I, I would like to. Uh, obviously, the story doesn't lend itself to that, but you know, it's like I want to see more of that kind of character. But um, yeah. uh, Andrew, first Avenger. Yes, fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what else to say. Um, it's, I think it's one of the most fine MCU films. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't love it. I don't dislike. It. I think it's a good. Sorry, I think it's a good film. It's definitely better than Iron Man Two. It's better than Thor, the, the first two Thors. Like, it's one of the good ones, but it's one of the worst good ones. If that makes yeah, sense. I think um, they just haven't quite found their feet yet. Um, I think, like we said, Winter Soldier, Civil War, top tier for me. Um, and this is clearly the weakest Captain America film, but because I don't think we'd found the the action style yet, and that's the main thing. No. Um, no. Yeah, that yeah, said, yeah. it's enjoyable. It's constantly done. It was. It, I think if it came out now, everyone would be a bit disappointed. Yeah. Um, but it came out mm-hmm. when you know, and I did watch them in order, even though I didn't watch them when they came out. Um, when the bar was lower. You know, it was at the time. Uh, at the time it came out, the only better film was Iron Man. I think yeah. it was better than, yeah. you know, it's better than all the other ones that had come mm-hmm. before. It's better than Thor. It's better than Incredible Hulk. It's better than Iron Man too. So, mm-hmm. it's a, in that sense, it's a good film. It leads in nicely to the Avengers. It sets up a lot of good groundwork with Bucky and Steve. And I think, like Alicia said, and the, be- the most important thing it does is it does get the romance bit right. I think in a way that Thor doesn't, which means we do care about it when Peggy's absent for the entirety of the rest of the MCU pretty much mm-hmm. and it's all about Steve never never getting there, never getting to his dance and like that. Yeah. If they hadn't got the casting right with Hayley Atwell, if they hadn't given her a proper storyline and written that well in the first place, then for the whole mm-hmm. story, the whole thing where it keeps coming back to Steve, you know, won't love anyone else, you know, he's got this, he's pining for Peggy, that would have felt so false if that had been Jane yeah. Foster, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why they drop it with Thor, because I think they knew, you know, they couldn't have done that with that character, but they had the confidence to do it with Peggy because it did work. I think that's yeah. by far the biggest success of First mm-hmm. Avenger, even yeah. if as a, just as a film in its own right, it's not the best, it's not the most exciting, but it's it's good. I, and I, I think you've got the nail on the head there. It sets the groundwork really well for the for steve in the future it's steve and bucky and his whole path that he takes it's not it's not the most um exciting or dramatic of the films and it's definitely not probably not one of the best but it definitely sets a good foundation for that character 
mm-hmm. like you say, nicely ties into the Avengers and uh, and beyond. Uh, Ian? Yeah, I mean, I, I won't add too much because I don't want to like waste too much time with mm-hmm. discussing, you know, Captain America because I, I, I think it's fine. You know, like it's it, Captain America is probably my favorite Avenger. So like, I don't want to be too harsh on it, but like, it's fine. You know, it's completely fine. I completely agree with Andy, like 100%. I'm exactly the same opinion of it. It does everything that it needs to, ticks all the boxes. I guess my only thing would be shout out to Red Skull. He's really good in it. And it's oh, yeah. like great casting. So we do love oh. Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah and he's great in it. Like he's really, really good. Mm. So yeah, really good. Um, And then, so obviously to end phase one, we have the Avengers. Are we calling it the Avengers or Avengers Assemble? What do we call Ooh. it? I call Avengers. Avengers. I call Avengers. Just, just Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Well, I don't know how I feel about that one, to be honest. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> how, how, do you, how do you feel? About, how do you feel about the film as uh, on its own? It, um, see, this is you see the whole you know Avengers or Avengers Assemble. I think they should have just just grab with Avengers Assemble, you know, the whole name thing, because it would have set, when people call it Avengers, I don't know how to explain this, it's a wee bit like the Cry and Mike story, okay? Um, (laughs) So, whenever you say Avengers, it gives you a different impression than when you say Avengers Assemble. Does that make sense to anyone? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to explain further? (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I get what you mean by that, yeah. Yeah. It kind of it I don't know, it dulls it a little tiny bit. I don't know. But Do you think anyway, the Avengers is a bit grander? Like yes. it's a it's a grand title, isn't it? The Avengers. Yeah. Whereas Avengers Assemble, it's like, oh they're still assembling. We're getting them together, you know? Yeah, We're getting exactly. the band together still. Yeah. And it kind of, you know, it sets I didn't realise how much a title could set the tone of a film until people started calling it Avengers or they called it Avengers Assemble. But you know that's that's the title. The title that's its own story in my weird little head. Um, <laughs> but the film itself, that it was really good, and it was like mind blowing to see everyone together like that. Yeah, it was. It was just, you know, I never thought that I would see something so. You know, the film itself, you could say it's grand because of the you know gravity how many people are there and they're all awesome and they're all Mm. together way but i don't know i just wanted it to be more this is them coming together this is the start of everything but this was the very first time i was like a title actually kind of changes the the atmosphere before you actually go into the film which Mm. is quite strange i don't know if that's a thing that other people think but anyway Mm. (laughs) uh ian yeah, I mean, it's. I think I kind of get where you're coming from. I think it it it's certainly not my favorite of the MCU films. I think yeah. it's entertaining. It would maybe hit my top ten. I don't know. There's a lot of films that I think in front of it that are actually better than it. Um, uh, I think Iron Man is better than it as well. I think the films that we've talked about. I think yeah. you know, Avengers is entertaining it does what it needs to do in terms of the grand spectacle of what we're seeing like as a comic book fan i never thought i'd see something like that on the screen so i was like amazed when i did see it and it was amazing to see on the silver screen i went there and i got to see it it was so good but i think now retrospectively looking back it's probably not as good as i remember it being not that it's bad but just because it probably 
has issues with what it's doing you know it's it has problems with like the character's um development uh and i think in ways they're kind of like forced into it a bit kind of i kind of get what you're saying alicia with like it doesn't do i think it doesn't carry the weight in fact i think it's probably pretty boring for the first half of the film until you actually get to the latter half when loki like attacks new york and things start to happen i think the grandioseness of that starts to be a bit better than the first half of it because i think that actually drags a bit Fair enough. Uh, At least you know what I'm saying because I obviously yeah no I agree with you I agree with you. (laughs) Um, I actually disagree a bit there. Um, I really like it still. Um, I've seen most of these films once. I've seen a couple of them twice. I think I've seen the Avengers or Avengers Assemble maybe three or four times. Um, I think it's still after all this time, after all the other films, I think it's still one of the best actually. I think it pushes my top five. Um, okay. It's, I think the payoff to, to, to get that right when we, the, the, Iron Man had a hard job, had a big job being the first and, and you know, Endgame had to finish it all and stuff. But I think the first Avengers was the first time they'd done this big team thing. It's pretty much the first time anyone had ever done this really. Obviously X-Men had done it, but X-Men hadn't done the building block thing first. And I think it. I think I think the first half and I was really nice. I think we forget maybe the excitement of seeing these characters together for the first time. It is really well written, and I think the, there is a, a lack of like development, say Black Widow, for example, or Hawkeye. But I think that's inevitable. Um, and I think the problem there is more they didn't give a give Black Widow a solo film right at the start. Not a problem with the Avengers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a problem with the inherent problem of not giving her enough space as a like the only female hero at the start. I agree. I find it weird that they're doing it now. Yeah. I was literally talking to my friends about this the other night, who we were all MCU fans, and we were just like, why is it now? Like, she yeah. should have had one because over... They're just trying to rectify it, aren't they? Like, Yeah, yeah but it's, it's just kind of like, well, too little, too late a bit, because they're also forcing in a new Black Widow character. Yeah. That's what this film's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And exactly. It's kind of like, the whole this life... film should have come out probably after the Avengers... You, you know, and it yeah. should have been because we have in uh, Age of Ultron, which I don't think is good either. But no, in Age no. of Ultron, we have that whole like backstory for her. They should have just not done that in Age of Ultron and just done a film. Yeah, that's what I they should have done. The whole like, oh, I've got red in my ledger. The whole thing where she sacrifices and all that whole thing about she's the whole time she's trying to, um, the whole the, the fact that she's trying to like redeem herself the whole time and stuff. That's one of the weaker parts of the films, I think, because mm-hmm. in Endgame, I people, agree. Again, she sells it. Of course, she does. She's great. She's probably but, the best. She's probably the best actress, actually, out of everybody there. Yeah, like, she's she, the best actor slash actress. She's she, such a good actress. She is. She's very good. And I do, but I just think it never really hits because I'm like, okay, you've done bad things, but we never know. We don't really yeah, hear yeah. it. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. We don't get it. And that would the trailers for Black Widow imply we're going to get a bit more of that, but mm-hmm. it would have hit so much harder in all the other films if we knew that to start with. Surely they had room for one more. You know, they did two Iron Man films before they did the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. You know, rather than one. But I get you can't maybe do all of them. The Hawkeye didn't get a film. Somebody's got to be the sort of, oh, you know, the extra, the padding. Fine. Mm-hmm. But it just, you know, the only woman is I've... also one of the, like, but. <laughs> I think they did her dirty anyway. Because like, after spoilers for Infinity War, yeah, yeah. Um, we, when they kill her, like after Iron Man dies, they give him a funeral 
and everybody's there being like, ah, yeah. oh, see you later, Iron Man. What a top yeah. guy. Emotional, don't get me wrong. But they even have the blooming kid from Iron Man 3 who's annoying. Yeah. He I mean, turns up. Yeah. He turns up. What's he doing there? I was yeah. like, for a minute, I was like, who's that guy? Did, yeah. did anyone recognize him? No. no. I did, but my my my, my, my girlfriend was like, who the hell is that guy? And I was yeah. like, it's it's uh, the kid from my man. Isn't Freak. he also but, the creepy kid from Insidious? He is the creepy kid, I think, from Insidious. Yeah. He I was is. Just like, is he serving canapes? But they've got they've got that kid there. But they've got nobody for Black Widow. They got no yeah, one. They've yeah. got no, and there's no You've picture for Black Widow. In the yeah, they've, the they've got no picture for her. Nobody sticks a little photograph on the frame of Tony Stark and goes, "Whoops, we forgot her." Like she's dead as well. Like I, I always find that really annoying. I, I think they did her so bad in the someone, MCU. Someone said to me about the Black Widow from like, like oh, it's it's like a year late. I said it's like six years late. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it, so late. It should have been ages ago. I'd have loved to have seen that film in yeah. in the time it should have been released. I'm glad it's happening in a way, but yeah, I think this will be good. But yeah, yeah, I'm just I feel for Scarlett Johansson, she gave so much to that role over the years and got very little. Yeah, I agree. She got. I agree, I agree completely. Um, That's my one. We'll find out what Alicia hates about. Um, Endgame, oh, but that's that's remember. one of my major like. I feel that ending really annoys me okay. when they don't say bye to Scar- uh, Scarlett Johansson. All right, so so in the interest of time, we'll move on to phase two, mm. and I think we'll talk about the 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 sequels to I guess the three originals, if we'll call them that. Mm-hmm. So your Iron Man three, for the Dark World, we've already touched on, and Winter Soldier. So, um, Ian, am I right in thinking that Iron Man three isn't one of your favorites? Uh, you you are correct. Yeah, Ooh. you are you um, are definitely correct. Okay. And well, that's not as mm. controversial a statement as say at the end game, end mm-hmm. date, as we'll call it. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you tell us why? Um, but yeah, I I think it's uh, I I actually think it's like a complete bit of a hodgepodge of a film. Uh, I don't think it really has a paying a payoff for its villain either i i the mandarin is a very like problematic and um well frankly racist character that the mc the marvel comics created all the way back in the day when you know communism and china was this thing that was like terrifying and you know they had a whole comic book characters there's a myriad of them which are quite offensive it just so happens that one of iron man's biggest ones was a really offensive racist character so they tried to like rectify that in this way that I, I I thought it was actually quite an intelligent way when I saw the trailer that Ben Kingsley is this terrorist who is like destroying things as a part of this cabal, which I was like, that's interesting because it kind of has parallels in society. And I see what they were trying to do. I see what they were trying to do with arms dealers being behind things because, again, paralleling society you know there is this level of like these people being sold arms but it for me was just such a letdown from what could have been really interesting if they didn't have the big twist of ben kingsley character being fake if it turned out he was probably like not the mandarin but still was being armed by you know um what's his face the actor's name ah god guy pierce Pierce, that's it if guy pierce was still behind it 
that would be fine. It also has like one of my biggest like hates in comic book films, which happens quite a bit. And it's happened recently in the MCU. And it's one thing that I'm like, you don't really need to do that is when the person looks into the camera and shouts their character name. I'm just kind of like, it's really stupid. Why are you shouting? I'm the Mandarin with giant tattoos on you. It doesn't make sense. It's kind of weird because the film has that twist, which I thought was going to do something else. And then it does that instead where he becomes that person. It's also based on an interesting comic book run where you have that sort of like uh, super soldier serum that's kind of turning people into flame people, which is like from the comic books. That's an interesting comic book. Not an interesting film. It's a massive lap down for me. However, Winter Soldier, I'm just going to put in my favorite MCU film. It's my number one. Love it. It's the best one. Moving on. There you go. <laughs> Alicia, thoughts on those three? We've obviously spoke about Dark World a bit, but Winter Soldier and Iron Man 3? Um, Iron Man 3 is... I am a, a huge Guy Pierce advocate. I any, t- mm-hmm. any chance I get to talk about his acting and how good his range is, I'll do it. Well, so, there you go. For... for <laughs> Then that he's you know the the best part of that film. It was just you know like like he had said. It's it's just silly. <laughs> yeah. Like the the there's there's no payoff for his character because it's like hold on what's happening? Hold on a second. This mm. is about a party. He's annoyed about being rejected at a party, and now he's kidnapping. It is a weak motivation for evil. I will give you that. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, as far as they know, go, <laughs> yeah, you know, re- rejection from from you know Tony Stark. Well, yeah, not to think about it, I'd probably do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> complete one eighty in thirty seconds. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, how many films have we seen where people get bullied at high school or whatever and go on to try and seek revenge on those that bullied them? So you know, maybe he's got a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah but you know? you're meant to look up to people like Captain America, who got bullied and is still an awesome dude. That's the point. But he also got injected with a super serum, so you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, but the super serum is a metaphor for happiness, so just follow that. <laughs> and there's the tagline for this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Andrew, what do you think of those three films? Um, Thor The Dark World is bad. Um, it's really bad. It's by, we were talking about the villain correlation with how good the film is. By far the worst villain. Just, Just so bland and dull and nothing and ugh um but the iron man 3 i'm hearing it i'm hearing everything you're saying and i'm i'm understanding it and i feel like you're probably right because like i say i haven't i've seen that film once but i really liked it i really liked that film when i saw it um the mandarin stuff i quite like i quite i always quite liked the idea you know that the idea that this was a front and the Mandarin was sort of not a real villain. It was a villain created by this just very bad arms dealer guy who was um, essentially using our um, innate distrust of the East to, um, to like create a terrorist basically um, because he knew people would go for that because he knew that's what the public wanted to think was the villain essentially. Um, and I admit that I could probably do it better. Like I have, like I said, I've seen it once, and I was wrapped up in it. And like I'm not an expert on the topic, um, but I do think at least the film wasn't just doing like the straight kind of caricatured 
mm. kind of quite racist character. Like he was trying mm. to do something with it, which I did appreciate. And I thought Ben Kingsley in the moment when he kind of breaks the character is genuinely funny. Um, in like when you just you realise he's just this drunk fool. I think the performance is actually quite funny there. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff with Tony Stark. I I just remember really liking it, but like I feel like I probably should rewatch it because a lot of people don't like it that much. Don't um, you hate the kid though? Isn't the kid I didn't the most hate annoying person? I, the kid, the, I don't I remember much the of the kids. kids. Really? Uh, I think there's worse kids. There's definitely worse kids. It's like the kid. It's like an annoying kid from Home Alone. For, is it three or four? The one that's not got Nicole Culkin in. It's it's that kid, and I'm like, oh. God, he's, he's important. He's at the funeral and everything. Yeah, uh, yeah, more important than Black Widow apparently, which is yeah. such a load of rubbish. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I do enjoy Iron Man three. It is, and it's, this is not a compliment. It is the second best Iron Man, you know, which is a low bar. Yeah, but um, I, you know, it has it, it's it's not perfect by any means, but it's uh, it's fun. You know, it has its moments, and the bit at the end when all the suits are flying around, it's good, great to watch. Yeah, I, I will say the first time I saw it was after a triple bill where it was Cap first uh, first Avenger. Then the Avengers, then I'm free, and it was already like two in the morning, so I was really tired. So I was, <laughs> I was just there's a lot of flashing lights going on. I was just confused. So and you were like, "This is a good time." This is great. <laughs> um, I, I, I must admit, I haven't really revisited it recently because uh, of all the film. It's not in my top five or even probably ten, I would say, but I, I quite enjoy it. Um, so before we. So I went so I never said sorry. Wind Soldier's great. I, I'm just going to oh, say yeah. I do when, agree on yeah, that. It's, it, it's that's, so good. That's top. That's top five. It's top five. I think five. Winter Soldier for me is like the closest. I think the MCU. It's not the closest because they have done it in the form of Winter Soldier. It's the best like film that you can go. That's a great film. Not. It's a great comic book film. Yes. It's yeah. just a great yes, film. Yeah. It's a yes. great espionage film. It gets everything right. I'm so. It's probably my favorite MCU film. It's kind of like I felt that way. Uh, it's not MCU, but Logan. Was a film. Oh, this is not a great no, Logan. film. This no. is a great <laughs> film. Period. Regardless of whether Logan is a mutant. Oh, like, don't get me started on Logan, anyway. man. Don't get me started. Right, you're right. Winter Soldier is probably the if the closest maybe the MCU have got to the mark, and it's the first time we see the Russos and obviously Marcus McFeely who went on to do the brilliant Endgame and Infinity War. Uh, <laughs> um, sorry, Alicia, I just couldn't resist. Um, but yeah, I agree. The Winter Soldier, I think we, I think we all agree, the Winter Soldier is probably the best cat film. I mean, this, Civil this, War, like, I don't really count as a cat film, even though it, it is, is a cat film. You're wrong, but the, <laughs> I know it is technically. But um, I've had this argument so many times. The the title is Captain America's of War. It's Captain America. Then it's uh, it's right. it's full stop. <laughs> You and I can get into that in a minute, but before we do, um, we'll leave Age of Ultron to the end. I just want to talk about two films where, I guess, Marvel were starting to go, right, let's take some risks, let's do some things that, you know, throw some stuff at the wall. And we've obviously got Guardians and Ant-Man, who, Ant-Man, I mean, Ian, you might know more than this, uh, and Alicia, from a comic perspective, was probably a bit more well-known than Guardians. Yeah, big big time. Guardians comes out, I was very excited for Guardians just because I'm such a nerd. I'm like such a comic book nerd because I was one of those people who will go, I was there from the beginning. But I remember reading the old Guardians um, as a kid 
who weren't these Guardians at all. So in this Guardians, when I heard Guardians of the Galaxy was coming out, I was like, oh, that's going to be cool. There's some really weird characters. There's a guy with a fin for a head and, you know, it's, it's going to be really trippy. And then when I saw it was this, I was like, oh, they're going really different with this. And I, Guardians is actually probably my second favorite MCU film. I think Guardians of the Galaxy is like, they really went for something off the wall and different. And James Gunn, what a great choice as a director as well. Yeah. Like he before this had done, you know, <laughs> very violent films, <laughs> which, you know, obviously yeah, superheroes yeah. as well mm-hmm. with super, but completely different. And this totally worked. I loved it so much. Um, but yeah, no, you're right. Ant-Man was a way bigger character um, for comic book readers. You know, his whole relationship with Ultron, which is one of the reasons why Ultron's such a bad film. But his whole rel- relationship with Ultron in the comics is really interesting and like, you know the, the the dynamic with ant-man is like really interesting i think they do a relatively good job with ant-man as well actually okay, i think Ant-Man's good yeah they uh, go a different direction with it which is kind of what we were talking about with them being inspired by not necessarily you know directly the same um but i do think not to like loop to age of ultron but i do think because of the way they did ant-man you lose something with ultron which you you just miss and i think that a lot of people even if you're a not a comic book reader will be a bit weirded out by ultron because he's like quippy and not sinister whereas in the comic book he's like incredibly sinister and age of ultron's an incredibly like i've read that book yeah it's so different and it's incredibly dark and it's not even remotely the same (laughs) yeah it's not even close so yeah no but two really interesting films with ant-man and guardians but and i love guardians it's so good alicia thoughts on those two films um if we ignore the fact that i cannot stand chris pratt um it's good yeah he's 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 pro that's less <laughs> of a what that's uh he's yeah. Actor, <laughs> yeah yeah he's not that great of an actor either is he he's a bit no. yeah. and he's <laughs> him. like he's one of the, see this is that no this is probably gonna make you want to shoot me but i don't like him or dicaprio <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah i've again i blacked out there i didn't actually hear what you said we'll move on chris pratt terrible person yeah let's throw yes. him in the bin uh, <laughs> and, and sorry your response to that was amazing i always feel the same about chris pratt it's it's the same kind of what to leonardo dicaprio yeah <laughs> hold on hear me out anyway end game being okay. terrible right, tell us on. about that <laughs> hold on hold on Alicia, go on <laughs> I can well can I redeem this? I don't know if I can. <laughs> um so like Leonardo DiCaprio, not a bad actor. For of course he's not. Why would he be? He, that's impossible. Um Chris okay. Pratt, very different person, very different actor. He's just not good in usual <laughs> big respects. Right. Um, <laughs> however, Leonardo DiCaprio was brilliant in his, you know, younger years, starting his career and kind of figuring out different roles and stuff. And then he just started to get really bland, in my opinion. So then I kind of just, you know, he's not that interesting. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's been so long. He deserves his Oscar. And I'm sitting going, what? <laughs> Did I, you like haven't got an Oscar yet? I, right. That was amazing. I, I mean, I will say to you that he didn't, shouldn't have got his Oscar for The Revenant. You should have got it for Wolf of Wall Street, but you didn't. Or Django Unchained. Or, oh, Jan- or basically any other film that wasn't oh. The Revenant. But, um, yeah. You're all going to want to, like, bury me after this? No, I, I, I controversially am not the biggest fan of um, Wolf of Wall Street either. 
I just, uh, I can't, I can't, I don't know what it is. You know, my, my dad was trying to explain to me. I just, I cannot stand how, how, like, what would you say? It's not, what would be a different word for gruesome that's not blood? You know it's mean? kind of overly decadent. That's the yes. way I'd describe it. And yeah. I don't like it because of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So my no. dad was trying to explain to me that it was kind of, you know, it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be really performative, but I can't watch it. It makes me sick. So anyway, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is really yes. good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, Andrew, any thoughts on Guardians or Ant-Man? Like them both. Like them both very much. Um yeah, I, I haven't really got much more to add than anyone else. I'm conscious that I, I'm when I do get going, I go on for a long time. So um, I think they're both really good and they're both very funny. I think there's more Two Guardians. I think it's the better film. I, Ant-Man is a little slight, but nothing wrong with that. Ant-Man is mm-hmm. one of the first MCU films I would put on just because I fancy watching a film, mm. as opposed to... Um, I'm going to sit down and watch a Marvel film, you know, or let's yeah, yeah. rewatch That's some recently, it. recently I rewatched some of the Marvel films because I was like, Oh, because my girlfriend, she hadn't seen, she's seen some of them, but not many of them. She hadn't seen infinity one and game was like, right, we need to watch this one, this one, and this one that you haven't seen. And then we'll watch them because otherwise you can't see it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I just found, yeah, Ant-Man is one I would just put on because it's a film and forget yeah. about the MCU. Cause it's not really that tied into it. I think one of the, problems the mcu has one of my criticisms of it as a whole is that it it, it the negative of the toll 23 film arc thing is that it does care too much about that sometimes and not enough about just making a good film um which is inevitable i think and mm. ant-man is kind of nicely free of that it's just lighter and like it's just a bit yeah. it's just fun and therefore not the best but also definitely not the worst I think Ant-Man kind of makes me sad, though, for a little bit in that way, because Ant-Man could have been made by probably Wright. my favourite director, which is Edgar Wright. And instead, he yeah. stepped away from the project because they were kind of forcing him to do stuff that was connected to the MCU. So the stuff with Falcon and things like that. He didn't really want to do that. He just wanted to make a really good Ant-Man film. And you can definitely tell Edgar Wright's touches upon it. I yeah. think yeah, he, yeah, you yeah. can 100% see that. Um, and I like Ant-Man, as I said before, but I kind of get sad that I'm like, we yeah. could have seen an Edgar Wright Ant-Man, yeah. who he yeah. he's read the comic book his entire life, and like, Ant-Man's one of his favorite characters. So I agree with you. It's kind of like, it, it's it's the one that I can watch and just be like, it's a bit throwaway. But I think sadly, because they force in, and by throwaway, I don't mean like, oh, it's disposable. I mean, like, it's not yeah. MCU as, you know what I mean. It's not integral. Um, you can not watch, yeah, yeah, exactly. can not watch can, it. Yeah, but because they force in some Avengers stuff, I'm kind of like, oh, that's a shame. That's a shame yeah, we didn't get that. I do that. think it's not that big. I don't think it's as forced in as some other bits. No, it's not. And it's just sad that I guess it was such an integral bit for Edgar Wright that he just was like, I'm not going to do more of this. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, which is sad. Which yeah, is sad. I agree. I would love to have seen what Edgar Wright did with Ant-Man. And I think... First of all, one of my favorite supporting characters of the whole MCU is Luis. I think his bits in the yeah, 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 yeah. are great. He's great. He's telling the stories and the lip syncing is great. And I think I look at that and think that seems very much an Edgar Wright kind of. Yeah, that is Edgar uh, Wright. That is, if there's any scenes that are his touch for sure, it's those bits. Also, um, I think the action with the shrinking and uh, like um yeah, when they're at the toys yeah, i think that's totally him like scott pilgrim or even now baby driver the way he moves a camera for action you can yeah. kind of see all that kind of you can tell he's got he's got his own style and you can definitely see it um 
but I do love Ant Man. I think it's I think it's fun. Uh, like I said, I love Luis. He's my favorite supporting character. <laughs> um, Guardians, Guardians. I was because I had no idea about Guardians going in. I was skept- I wasn't skeptical, but I was like, I don't really know what to expect for this. As soon as uh, Come and Get Your Love starts playing, because I'm a sucker <laughs> for a good soundtrack on a film. As soon as that starts playing, and I was like, okay, I'm in. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The soundtrack is incredible, and same with the second one, which. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make my controversial statement now. It's better than the first one. Um, I no. yeah. We're, we're all full of them. I don't think I've said anything controversial yet. Oh no, Iron Man three. Iron Man three. That's a controversial one, I guess. But oh my god, so like... we'll, get, we'll get to my controversial statement in a minute. So we're going on to Age of Ultron just to finish phase two. Um, Ian, I know you're not a massive fan of this one. Yeah, I mean it's it's. <sighs> It's not, I don't want to be, it's again, one of the ones that when we started, I was like, oh, that's not that great a film. And what I actually mean is it's more middling. It's just a middling film. And I think, you know, it's quite forgettable in places, like unlike some of the other Avengers films, which have moments that really stand out in your brain. I think Age of Ultron just kind of is there. And, you know, it, it it's fine. And it, it, it does what it needs to. But I think, again, throughout this podcast is like if there's a quote for it it'll be me going as a comic book fan but as a comic book fan ultron is really like sinister and dark character with like evil intent and real father issues and i i see what they were trying to do and as we were saying before being inspired by rather than being exactly the same is fine and we're going to move on to talk about ones that i think are better than the comic books but I feel like this is one where I can definitely be like, this is not as good as the comic books because they really miss out on a really sinister, dark character. And I just kind of him quipping because he's Iron Man's brain sort of thing is just kind of like very disappointing and it's just kind of fine. And it's it's never really lives up to what I think it could be. Uh, I think it introduced Scarlet Witch well. Um, I think she's really good in it. Um, it's a shame about, you know, uh, Quicksilver, him just getting killed. That was pretty brutal. But, you know, that I guess that's fine. I was a bit like, oh, that's a was, shame, but we'll move on. Wasn't it? Because they thought, everyone thought Hawkeye was going to be the guy. Because, you know, they take you to his farm where his nice family lives. And, you know, yeah, see, I'm cool with life. Hawkeye surviving because my, my... I like Hawkeye. I love yeah, my pitch for a Marvel film, if Kevin Feige is actually listening, is Hawkeye in an yes. actual, like, time... Um, <laughs> an actual time like film so everything's running exactly the length of the film so if it's an hour and a half it's an hour and a half in real time mm. but it's him having to a like comedy with him having to go meet his wife for a date but their kids have been kidnapped by hydra and he's having to go get them from hydra it's kind of based loosely on um hawkeye my life as a weapon which is an amazing comic uh, but i think you could do that as like a I, comedy I, so i'm I mean, I think you could write that film and send it to Kevin Feige. <laughs> but <laughs> Ultron, for me, it's okay. It's completely fine. But it it's a bit of a disappointment with the villain, I would say. Alicia, thoughts on Ultron? Um, yeah, I definitely agree that it's like, you know, not bad, but it's also not great. It's just quite disappointing. Cause that- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I had such a great opportunity to make a villain that was terrifying. They had so much to work with there. But they didn't, and then it's kind of sad. Plus, I will never forgive uh, that, you know, Pietro being killed off for some <laughs> characterization. That, wow, that makes yeah. me punch a hole through a wall. Not to be <laughs> <laughs> But it really, really, really gets on my nerves. And, and I, can't even, I can't even watch that bit. Like, you know, it's on the TV, and my dad's watching it, and then I just go, right, I'm going. Call me back when he's dead. Um, uh, but you know i it's it, i still like watching it you know mm. it's not like it it's so bad that i can't watch it again i've watched it so many times it's just quite disappointing but i like his song you know the little pinocchio song that's mm. what that's fun <laughs> but uh, i like scaring my sister with that the most actually but the pinocchio song yeah you know that there are strings on me but he yeah. says that and that really horrible tone she's terrified of that i i agree that is sinister it is, but it's like, a shame it didn't pay off in it yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, a, it's a small moment in uh otherwise not so i, I part of me thinks because I, I i think at this point they knew about Thanos and the sorry for the pun end game of all of this um <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not actually not sorry it's fine um but um they knew I'd, i wonder if they just couldn't give ultron make ultron this massive sinister thing because they knew they had to build to something even mm. more significant yeah maybe so I, that's just a theory but i do wonder like do they hold back on certain because i mean some of the powers of these people in the mcu scarlet witch prime example are all over the place in terms of what they can and can't do sometimes so i think they had to tone it down a bit so that the payoff of what thanos does later on might be a bit more significant um mm-hmm. andrea i don't know your thoughts on age of ultron yeah, not fun, really. Yeah. I think, and this isn't. There's there's a saying some of people like judge the film that's in front of you, not the film you wanted to see. But yeah. I do find it hard with that film because it so wasn't the film I wanted it to be. Because I think okay, Thor: The Dark World is rubbish, but Winter Soldier <laughs> is so good and leaves um, leaves Cap in a really interesting place. And Iron Man Three, I really liked at the time, and you know I'll say I still do. Um, Iron Man 3 left Tony in a really interesting place. Like, he basically said he didn't mm. want to be Iron Man anymore, if I remember rightly. Like, and Thor Dark World, for all its faults, left Thor in quite an interesting place. Mm-hmm. And Avengers Age of Ultron basically disregards all the work of those three films and just yeah, makes a sequel to, a, to the first Avengers film, which mm-hmm. I think yeah. is that, I think, right there is, is uh, a flaw in the grand plan. Mm-hmm. That is... Mm-hmm giving Joss Whedon the chance to make a sequel to his first film and in lot linking up with the other three filmmakers who've made films in between. Um, yeah, and I'm all for filmmaker yeah. freedom and stuff, but this is where the limitations of the model come in. Um, yeah. And I think Age of Ultron is one of the best, worst examples of the limitations of mm-hmm. the model. Um, I, I, would, I would say it feels like Age of Ultron was maybe shot before the 
three films that came or four films. Yeah, sorry, three. Yeah, certainly written. Yeah, yeah, certainly written before because yeah. it yeah. seems like they've they're not picking up some threads of the characters that we just mm-hmm. left in their most recent events. It seems like we've, like you say, we've just picked them up at the end of when they're eating shawarma at the end of Age of uh, the first Avengers, and you know we're just moving on to Age of Ultron now, but. Um, I do think Age of Ultron it has some good moments. The moment, the bit with the hammer, where they're all trying to pick it up, is obviously that's good. Yeah. yeah, the end. I, I was fine. I was kind of on board by the end. The yeah. start lost me so quickly with that film because, mm. because like I said, they were all left in really interesting places. And where do we start? They're all together, quipping, having a fight mm. like a big team. Like no, the point is they're all scattered. They're all separate. They've all like none of them want to necessarily want to be Avengers at this point. Like I think you do you're hundred percent right, particularly with Iron Man. I think that yeah. that now that you've said that, I'm like, that is probably one of the reasons perhaps Iron Man Free doesn't fit well in my brain as well. Mm-hmm. Because the end of Iron Man Free, he's no longer Iron Man. But then Ultron, uh he's he's Iron Man again, it's fine, don't worry about it. And it kind of leaves you kind of puzzled. It doesn't fit very well because you're then going, Well what why is he Iron Man again? What's going on here? I completely agree. Now you've said that, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, I hate it even more now. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, it's an so, issue. Yeah, yeah. So then we move on to phase three, and the big one start, which part of what I call the big five. So you've got your four Avengers films, and I think we'll argue Captain America. Uh, yes, Captain America is a Captain the, the, America. The, the sequel to Captain America Two, Captain America Three, Civil War. But, yes, that but one. It's one of the big five ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not an Avengers film. It's a Cap and Tony film. Yeah, I don't think it's either Cap or Avengers. I think Cap and Tony. Which brings me to my first question, and Ian, I'll start with you. Are you Team Cap (laughs) or Team Tony? Oh, I'm 100. percent Well, this is this is actually the film. Before I give away my opinion, this is actually the film which I think is better than the comic books. I think Civil. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Civil War, the comic book, is actually quite problematic. I don't think it's really well put together. It's a mess. You have to read. This is a hot take, by the way, if anybody's a comic book reader, because it is like lauded as like one of the Marvel comics. But you know, it it, it you have to read like multiple different supplementary materials to get the actual story of it. You know, Mark Millar, the writer, is somebody who I have a lot of problems with as a writer. He did do Superman Red Sun, which is great, but like Civil War just is such a mess i think and the film does an amazing job of actually making you sit in between these two characters because the comic book i i captain america is you know i'm gonna it's expletive so i'm sorry i'll pre-up for it but he's such an arsehole in the comic book right (laughs) that you're just like you are 100 percent wrong like all these kids died in the comic book and Captain America's like, nah, nah, we're superheroes. We can do what we want. It doesn't matter. They're dead. Or is it in in the film, you have a genuine like tension between two characters over real genuine emotional issues. And you have like this real problem between two friends who are ex- seeing the perspective both from a big picture and also from a personal level. And they do such a good job to make this so compelling and emotionally investing. Civil War is such a great film. And I'm Team Cap. I'm always Team Cap. I'm on his side. He's right. It's his friend. And also, Bucky didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to apologize for Bucky right now. He didn't do anything wrong. It's not his fault. He got mind controlled. 
It's not, and I, I get that people have put this. This has been such an argument with my friends. People have put to me, if somebody who was my friend got mind controlled and killed my parents, would I agree? And I'm going to say yes. It's a hypothetical that we can never test. So I'm going to say yes. I would be fine with that and be like, it's okay, dude. Some um, weird Nancy's brainwashed you. Literally so... have that on record. You saying that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm team Cap. I'm yeah. team Cap. Uh, Alicia, team Cap or team Tony? No, here. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> um, so that Tony's always been my favorite character. Like, I'm gonna say character is in like every fictional character ever. He even, you know, completely tops Charlie Dalton, who is one of my ultimate favorite characters of Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you can't really part yourself with that. But also, I want to apologize on behalf of Buffy as well. So I was <laughs> sitting in the balance. And then... Um, but that shows it's such a good film. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, does anyone remember when uh, Civil War came out, they, they did a... Marvel did a, a Twitter thing where mm. it was you tweet your hashtag and one of the cast members would yeah. reply. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he replied to me and said he was disappointed that I might be <gasps> cap. So oh! yeah, so I said, okay, no, 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 I'm Team Iron Man. And then he sent another reply and he was like, good, we're glad to have you on our side. So I can't leave. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though that's a yeah, great story yeah. that's, that's good so one. good wow that so is Paul Bettany has stuck me in a corner so now I'm in a corner <laughs> that might be damn the, Paul that Bettany might, that, might be the, that might be the tagline for this episode Paul Bettany has stuck me in a corner that's uh, <laughs> but, um, God. uh that is that's that's a, that's incredible that you got that uh I love Paul and, Bettany and, as and, well. I, and yeah. you know what that is more than justified for being team Iron Man absolutely uh, exactly Andrew, what do you fall? I, th- I think I remember watching this and at the end thinking, I, I have no idea. I couldn't <laughs> tell you who's right. I have absolutely no idea. And again, like you were saying, um, you know, absolute testament to the film. And we're thinking that was a really good film because I have not got a clue who was right there. Like, I, I honestly don't know. And I love the fact that I didn't know because I love them both for different reasons. As an overall character in the whole like series, just for who they are, I'm Team Cap. I love Cap, but in that film, I completely see both arguments. The, I agree. The Bucky thing, yeah, uh, I'm an apologist for Bucky and for Cap for keeping that from him and all of that. Um, yeah, people got annoyed with me with that and said, "Oh, well, why did Captain America keep it from him? Because he killed his parents, man, because of this whole situation. Yeah, exactly, this situation." <laughs> yeah, could you imagine sat down going as they're trying to pick up Iron Man's hammer in Age of Ultron? Oh, by the way, my mate killed your dad. Anyway, yeah, like, <laughs> do you want a beer? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, no, yeah. Go on, sorry. No, yeah, just that basically, and I. Great film, great film. Top three, probably for me. Um, Agreed. It uh, is so good, and I think it's really nice. Um, does really give us a really nice introduction to Black Panther as well. Um, yeah, so good. At that bit at the end where it, Black Panther, like Tony and Cap, are having this massive fight about the past and not being able to forgive each other, and then yeah. you've got Black Panther faced with the guy who killed his dad, and he yeah. forgives it, and it shows you. Here is a new character, and this is yeah. someone with a strength of character of the like we it's may never even have seen in Cap before. Yeah, and then and I always think that I remember that moment. You're like, oh, this is this is a really good character we've got in our hands. And then Black Panther comes, which is also a really good film. And then 
Um, he's really good in the other films. And I always remember a really great detail in Endgame, which I'm sure we'll get to, but it's different <laughs> now. But a really great detail in Endgame is um, when they, in the moment in the portals bit, yeah. when they then all together and then they charge. Who's mm. at the front of the charge? It's Black Panther and it's Cap. Yeah. yeah, right. Like the others are sort of behind, or I think Iron Man's like above and his thing. But running first, despite having like the least, app, like mm-hmm. okay, Black Panther's got his suit and this, this shield and stuff. But like compared to all the bells and whistles of all the other heroes, they're the, like, like the two the most vul- two of the most vulnerable ones there. But mm-hmm. then leading the charge, like the two of them side by side, and I yeah. just love that detail because it says so much about the two of them as characters. And I think My, that started with Civil War. I completely agree. And it's funny that you say that because it came back to me the last time I had this debate with somebody. It was my partner, um, Simone, and one of our close friends, Andrew. And we were arguing about Team Cap, Team Cap, and um, Team Iron Man. And Simone was like, I'm Team Black Panther. That's who I am in that yeah. film. I'm Team oh, Black yeah. Panther. Because I mean, he's right. He's 100% right. Andy, everything you said epitomizes yeah. why. Black Panther is the correct person to back in that film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, I was team as much as Bucky, I think, is a much of a liability to Steve. I do get that it's part of his arc and part of what makes Steve yeah, his loyalty to his friends and all that stuff. And I think that plays out really well in Civil War. And I am team cap in that what yes. what, what are you gonna do? What are you going to tell Tony? Like you said, Ian, like what is this is gonna happen and it's just regardless of whether he tells Tony now or Tony finds out, it was always going to happen. But at the end of the day, the film is so well written that you kind of can see both sides. And in the end, you're just like, just stop fighting. Just stop it, both of you. <laughs> and then you just like, you like enough now. But it, it does set up really well. Because obviously I don't think they see each other again until Endgame, Endgame when yeah. Tony comes off the ship. Am I right? Yep. No, you're 100 yeah. right. And, and the first one of the first things he does is call him a liar, and it's such a powerful moment because you realise that they haven't seen each other since that moment, and you know they've been thinking about call. He's thinking about calling Steve when you know he's in the sanit. Um, what's the place where Doctor Strange? I forget what it's called. The where Doctor Strange is living. He's trying to call Steve, and it's just such a. Oh, the Sanctum Centaurium. San- what it- Sanctum Centaurium, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's thinking, he's fucking opening his old cell phone to call Steve, and he doesn't. <clears throat> and I just think yeah. it really lends to the relationship, which has been fractured at times at best for some of the films and just completely falls apart. And I think mm-hmm. Civil War is not just a great superhero film, it's just a great film. I think it's Yeah, really it's, and, it's really good. And yeah, obviously the introduction of Black Panther, but also the introduction of Spider-Man, which I think as well um i was i totally forgot that was a thing when i first saw it i was like oh my god peter parker spider-man great but what i liked what he didn't do was do the whole origin story of he was bitten by a spider you know like the batman films do every single time you mean you you didn't want to see the weird michael sheen go in not saying with great responsibility with great power comes great responsibility what he said was if you've got power what you need to do is help people. It's not an obligation. It's not a thing. It's an obligation. That yeah. is one of the worst. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's so bad. Yeah, but I do I do like the way they bring him into it. Um, just sort of cold and just like, here he is. 
uh, and we'll you'll see him again at some other point because he's in. He does his thing and he goes out. He's not lingering about. He's you know I, I really like uh, how they did that. Um, mm-hmm. um, so moving so moving on in the interest of time, I want to sort of talk about some characters in Phase Three that appear not kind of for the first time in their own film. So you've also got Doctor Strange, you've got Black Panther, we've already mentioned, and you've got Captain Marvel. Um, so Doctor Strange was obviously straight after Civil War, and I think was part of the time when they were starting to look at time bending and really all the pieces were starting to fall into place as to what we would later see in Endgame and Infinity War. Um, and then Black Panther, I think, was obviously a massive film for many reasons. And then Captain Marvel was obviously the one before the big one. Um, what did we think of those three characters when they were introduced and those films in general, Ian? Um, Doctor Strange, boring. I actually, I'm going to just put it Ooh, out there right that's now. Controversial. Ooh, controversial. There's, there's your controversial. Yeah, there's. That is. It's probably the most. It's actually on our film scale of reviewing films, it's actually the most middle-of-the-ground film I can think <gasps> really? of Really? It's so oh, average. Okay. It's me- Don't you gasp, Alicia. You said Endgame's bad. Oh, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's just, for me, very meh. Like, it's f- like it's the most meh of all of the Marvel films. It's neither, it does nothing for me. Like, I'd rather it make me actually hate it because if it made me hate it, then I would have some form of emotion towards it. I have completely forget that film. Like, Dormammu is such a boring, like, villain who they could have done something really big with. Also, what a waste of what the actor's name is, who's the bad guy. Thank you very much. What a waste! He's what so a waste good. of a. Gr- he's so he's good. such a good actor, and you could have played him. You what? I mean, I like Christian Bale, but why they've got Christian Bale playing Gore the God Killer rather than um, Mad Mikkelsen? Like, why? Why are you doing that? Like, I don't understand. Like, uh, never mind. Never mind. Completely forgettable. I'll let you two talk about how much you love it. It for me is very meh. I can just forget about that film. Um, with Black Panther, yeah what a film like it's the it's probably one of the most important cultural point films in terms of like comic books cinema like it is such a huge point and i think even not to get sorry even music as well yeah Yeah, big time music the soundtrack's amazing like so true i didn't even think about that the music's so good it and not to i guess get too serious i guess with in terms because we're having fun it's a good time um, yeah, but yeah. with with chadwick boseman's passing like that film yeah. i'll get a bit choked now but that film for me is like incredibly emotional like yeah. it's yeah. such a yeah. emotional film about you know the trials and struggles that people you know face particularly you know being african-american and black that film does so much for that community and I think it has probably one of the best villains in of all of it because you sympathize and agree with him. And when that like ending, when he's like, throw me in the, uh, throw me in the sea with my ancestors. Oh man, Christ that, that (laughs) break. I'm it's breaking me now. I'm actually a bit emotional. You're right. It's, it hits hard now. And given what's happened. Yeah. Looking back now, you think, God, not only was it culturally significant then and just significant in so many ways, but it just has a whole new level yeah. and meaning now. 
It's so much, yeah, and, it... I, I, and obviously that's not not something people <laughs> want. But you know, it's it does have a special place now in the whole canon yeah. for that reason, it, big time. Yeah. You know, and I think you know it means a lot for you know people close to me too. It's probably a really huge film for Simone. She loves that film so much. I have I've bought her Black Panther uh, vans, in fact, because she like loves that film. Um. So yeah, no, it's a it's a big one. Before I get more emotional about it, but it's a it's for me, it's mm-hmm. probably in my top five. Uh, Captain Marvel, it's good, it's fine. Uh, again, it's nothing that I'm like, you know, this is awful. It's probably in the more positive side of things. I think it's just a shame when it came out because it came out kind of like in a weird place, and it came out after Endgame. Is that right? No, did it? I can't remember. No, between the two, between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, it comes up between the two. That's it, Infinity War and then Endgame. And it kind of, it kind of feels weird. I would have liked it to come before, and I think reception is a big thing. So when it arrived in between, it kind of sits odd. But I like it. It's I, good. I guess, you know, I guess canonically makes sense because obviously the end of Infinity War, you see the post credits thing with the pager, taking mm. Captain Marvel. Then you then have to go back and realize who Captain Marvel is, why Nick Fury knows her, and what what he's why he's paging her, and begs the question where she been but you know she's busy she's got other worlds to look after (laughs) but um yeah i I guess it makes sense um captain marvel for me is it's an okay film i enjoyed it i wouldn't say it was amazing i wouldn't say it was bad i would just say yeah i enjoyed it and uh, i like the um the no doubt just the girl sequence where she's fighting uh yeah that's good that's a great song um alicia what are your thoughts on those three new characters for the mcu at this point I'm, I'm quite, uh, kind of have to like, I'm so, I'm really need to clear my throat because I got quite choked up there talking about Black Panther, yeah. <laughs> but I can, I can swallow that down, it's, it's okay, um, <laughs> but yeah, that it was so significant in so many ways, and it's, I, I always have, you know, very specific ex- experiences in the theatre, and uh, I get really overloaded with sound, you know, the the point where my whole body shakes and the only one that it's there's like a ranking going on. Um, Mission Impossible, the the latest Mission Impossible film, that one made me shake violently for great film. three hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great film. Great film. But then Black Panther just nearly tops that. And mm-hmm. they're so completely different films, so it's awesome to see how my own body reacts to like such a heavy soundtrack and something that is just so important to see on screen mm. and then seeing all the kids you know on the internet and they're all in their little black panther yeah yeah oh yeah so emotional because yeah. they finally have a role model that they recognize in themselves mm-hmm. that is yeah. so important so but that definitely definitely one of my favorite you know if if anyone wanted to just watch one you know if they were going into the mcu but wanted to start with a specific character i'd probably tell them to go for black panther Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah, captain marvel it was good you know it wasn't spectacular it was good but um i had a lot of fun dr strange and i quote the i've come to bargain every single day so (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's good. I do. I, I I do like Doctor Strange. I think it's fun. I you know it just it's 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 one of those mind bendy kind of different direction Marvel took. I do like Benedict Cumberbatch. 
yeah. especially when he's playing smarmy know it all you know that's that's his wheelhouse i think that's where he's really at his sweet spot when he's playing that kind of character um andrew thoughts on those three I like all of them. I mean, Black Panther is, is obviously kind of is is a cut above, and it's a, a very good film. And mm-hmm. it, there's a lot to be said about it that other people have said more eloquently than me. And I think all of you, you like everything you guys have said so far, is absolutely right. Um, it, in terms of what I was saying, in terms of the the villain quality correlation, it's right near the top there. It's probably the best villain of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly, then, well, sorry. Conversely, Doctor Strange has probably the wor- one of the worst villains. Um, the the <laughs> big weird thing in the sky is bad. The Madame Wilson character is bad, but it's Madame Wilson, so it kind of gets away. That's the one I was talking about yeah. where I think the correlation breaks because I do think Doctor Strange is good and I do like it. It kind of somehow manages to get away with it, even though it's. Oh, I was hoping you were on my side there. Never mind. No, I do. I do like it. <laughs> so I, I rewatched. A few recent, like I said, I was wanted to rewatch Infinity One Endgame. My partner hadn't seen them, um, and she'd seen bits and pieces of the others. She'd seen the Cap Civil War, she'd seen Black Panther. But I was like, right, we need to watch a few to lead up to it. So we rewatched like Thor Ragnarok. Um, we watched uh, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange. Just she'd seen those characters and stuff. Um, and so that rewatching highlighted to me that some films I was like, oh, that's actually better than I thought, and some I was like, oh, that was worse than I thought it was. Like mm. when I first watched them all, um, and Doctor Strange, I think was probably better than I remembered. Like I thought it was actually, actually this is pretty good. Actually, this is very entertaining. Um, mm. But it has to got the villain problems, I think. It, and the whole redemption storyline is kind of like Iron Man light a little bit. Um, so I think, yeah, but it was trippy and it was something we hadn't really seen before. Captain Marvel, I really like, and I will come out mm-hmm. to fight for that film. Like I think it's been really not underrated. People didn't. I think, like you said, when it came out, I mean, it's definitely the better of the two films to have come out in that gap. Um, mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot better than that Man and the Wasp. Um, and Man and the Wasp is just the first film, but worse, basically. Um, yeah. Because yeah, exactly. like, there's, no, there's no Edgar Wright in that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I still, again, I'd still put it on. I'd still enjoy it. I'd laugh, I'd smile. But it's, that is disposed. Like, that could just not exist mm-hmm. and I wouldn't be put, like... Um, Whereas Captain Marvel is a good film. I think that was good. Brie Larson, I think, is really good. Like, I think yeah, she's really she's good. Great. She has um, a chart, like a charisma and yeah. a star quality that I don't think the MCU has seen bar Downey, potentially. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you have other great performers. You have Chadwick Boseman. You have um, Chris Evans, who have a very different style of quality and different style of performance. Because um, that's what those characters need. But in terms of like an almost cheeky, humorous, just kind of sh- like a little glint in the eye kind of thing, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Brie Larson has that in a way that Downey does. Um, yeah, and she's... She has a great moment with Stanley as well. That's probably my favourite oh, yeah. Stanley yeah. moment. Yeah. And, and I really like the thing with her and Nifu. I really like that relationship. Um, I really like that the film doesn't go down a sort of romantic relationship between the two of them. Yeah, um, which I think so a worse film 100% would have done um, yeah. and I'm so glad it didn't um, and just yeah just in general I think it's really good really enjoyable you, you're making me think I like this film more now you're making yeah. me go oh yeah this, and, is, no, it, this it, is really it good it is one of the best it, is, it has still got some of the problems it does still there's a lot going on and I think it does it's a bit segmented like it has a kind of origin story section then the battle with uh, I've forgotten the name that Talos and um, yeah. what the, 
Yeah. The, the scroll or the create, yeah, scroll. Um, and like all that stuff. So like, there's just two films in one, really. I think the the cutting between them and the interweaving could be better. Um, yeah. which is why it's not top top tier, but it's better than people give it credit for. I think. Mm. Um, I think it's just as good as most of the other middle ones. Like it's not top, but it's definitely very good. Um, yeah, that's all of them, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so very quickly, I want to go through some of the other ones before we talk about the big two. Um, so uh, Guardians Two, uh, we've got Guardians Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok. We've already kind of touched on, and we kind of touched on that man and the Wasp there as well. But um, general thoughts on any of those, uh, Ian? Um, so Guardians Galaxy Two, good. Probably didn't like it as much as you did, Chris, because that sounds like you really, really enjoyed that one. I think the ending's great. It got me a bit emotional when That's he's like, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, that bit's like super emotional. And I'm very close with my dad. So like that moment is like, oh my God. Yeah. But um, everything before that, though, I kind of was like, this is up and down. It's fine. Like, but I enjoyed it. I really loved the first one, though. Uh, what other ones did you say there? Right, my mind's going homecoming. We'll get we'll get to homecoming last because i'm gonna that's probably my other controversial one (laughs) we've talked about ragnarok so i'll 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 move past ragnarok because we've already discussed i think it's a good time no alcohol required and ant-man and the wasp oh yeah i forget about ant-man and the wasp that's my opinion on that one um (laughs) it's forgettable um spider-man homecoming Alicia, your oh no has prompted my my <laughs> my controversial opinion. Oh, here we I'm go. Worried. Here we go. I enjoyed Spider Man. I'm just going to say that first. I enjoyed Homecoming, right? You stop that but if you want. That's it. Yeah, there you go. That's my controversial opinion. But and I think this maybe links to Far From Home as well. No, no, Far From Home's the new one. Um, can't get home. I'm not home. Whatever the. Far from home after Endgame, and then No Way Home is the. Oh, No Way Home. They've got to name it something better, first and foremost. But what I will say is great villain, like an amazing villain, probably up there with some of the best villains of the MCU. Mm -hmm. It's great. I also love that they kind of took what Sam Raimi wanted to do in his actual third Spider Man slash fourth Spider Man film that he wasn't able to make. Uh, Because he didn't really want to do Venom and that was kind of forced in. So it was kind of cool to see that he wanted to do Vulture and we finally got to see Vulture. My problems are not with the villain, hence why I led with the good stuff. My problems are with old Tom Holland. We Tom Holland. Um, I'm kicking a puppy. That's the point. He is, he's not, he is so... I don't. I'm just going to say this first and foremost. I don't like Tom Holland as an actor. I don't like him as an actor. Yeah, I'm gone. I, <laughs> what has he been? What has he been in that you go? God, what a great actor! I've watched his entire filmography. You can't. Ask what me have you seen, seen him in then? That you <laughs> where he runs towards his mother at the end. Oh my god, I was in bits. No, oh, no oh, I, he just does nothing for me. Uh, and I think also in terms of Spider Man, Spider Men that we have, he's probably still quite weak like weirdly the 30 year old sam raimi spider-man which i said at the beginning that was weird is still the best spider-man that we've got a weird 30 year old 20 kids because he there's way more to the toby Maguire spider-man in the sense that peter parker's meant to be this weird nerd that doesn't fit in that's bullied 
And this guy, the guy who's bullying him is also a like, geek. And I'm like, why is this guy bullying him? Where's the jock? What's going on here? This doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah, Flash has gone from Joe Manganiello, giant man. To... A, a giant man. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of people who are clearly mid-30s playing teenagers. Yeah, Manganiello yeah big time. Interesting story with Joe Manganiello. He was actually like given money to actually hit Tobey Maguire on the set because everybody oh, hated yeah. Tobey Maguire, but he didn't. He didn't do it. Oh, that's nice of him. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think he would have really hurt him if he did. I mean, I yeah, I would have, yeah. he's a huge dude. But yeah, yeah I've heard, I've heard that Tobey Maguire is not a very easy person. He's not a nice person. No, I hear Tom Holland is a nice person, so I'm not. I don't dislike him as a person. He seems like a lovely. Yeah, he seems like a lovely person, but he's not my Peter Parker. I mean, I wouldn't it, tell Tom Holland any secrets that you want kept because he's oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <it's> useless. Useless. <laughs> useless. <laughs> But it, it's there's something about his representation of Peter Parker that does nothing for me. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I think he's a great Peter Parker. I no, think, I think him whining great. about Tony Stark all the time. I'm like, oh. But that's Peter Parker. Is it? Yeah, is it Peter Parker? He's got that crackly kind of voice, you know, that kind of thing that I can remember <sighs> from, you know, the animated series and the. Old oh, movie. I was about to say, if you say the animated series, you're wrong because yeah. he's definitely <laughs> and, not. And I will bow to your superior knowledge of comic books and but i for me i think i, th- I think he's great i think, I think it's great. because spider-man is my favorite comic book character i read fa- he is my favorite I well well there we go let's yeah, favorite I'm... it off right now yeah, so, uh, <laughs> but no yeah. it, it it's good it's fine i think i dislike him in subsequent ones more um so if it's spider-man as a general but um Right. I think also it's completely overshadowed by Into the Spider-Verse as well, okay. which oh, yeah. is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. the and now so much so that it sounds as if they're trying to do a live action version of okay. that, which yeah. we'll have to see how that works. Well, we will see it. Does and that's see... Ian's two piece on that. <laughs> well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open the floor for rebuttal. So, Alicia, do you want to uh, start? Um, well... okay everyone hates me for saying this about spider-man but my favorite spider-man is andrew garfield oh Oh. your opinion's gone what are you talking about exactly hold on hear me out okay hear me out i can i can definitely well maybe i can't no i can definitely try to redeem this one okay um (laughs) you i i'd like to see this (laughs) we've got um good old 30 year old in high school right I do yes. not like anything about that. Just it, that's disposable. Go away in a corner. Not whoa. Film. Pause before we not, go on to Andrew Garfield. Not the films, right? You mean Tobey Maguire? Uh, d- 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 well. Oh <laughs> no! No, but not. No, Alicia, don't do this to me. Spider Man Two is probably one of the best films. It's like a very own Civil War. <laughs> Just for this conversation, he can go and sit in a corner and eat out of his, you know, probably fifty-year-old lunchbox. Okay. So, um. <laughs> So if we're taking Tom Holland, his, you know, take on Peter Parker, and then we're looking at Andrew Garfield, right? So So we're only looking at the two weakest versions of Spider-Man. <laughs> Is that what you're telling me? We're ignoring the better versions of Spider-Man. We're, we're putting him in a corner, okay? We're putting him <laughs> in a corner just for this second. He nobody nobody puts Toby in a corner. That's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's a tagline. <laughs> <laughs> So if we look at Tom, right? Tom is tiny. He is uh-huh. looking like a tiny high schooler. He visually looks like Peter Parker. He's tiny. He's, you know, a high school person. 
But Andre <laughs> his take on Peter, in my opinion, takes a lot of his personality on board and really brings it out. You know, just ignoring <sighs> the fact that he's like, you know, it's not really that. But <laughs> a skater boy who's edgy and no, like no, I mean like a like a in a way that his he's kind of quirky, but he's not at the same time. I I. You know the scene where he's trying to get out of uh, the Oscorp building? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that scene because it's bad. I love that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to, you know, I, I kind of said for ages that Tom was my favorite Spider-Man. But whenever I compare the two, Tom is visually Peter. But Andrew is person, personality-wise Peter for me. But if he's I'm so- for that. He- He's so stupid in that one. Like there's there's a bit which I remember distinctly, which he's like he he sees um the lizard and he, he sees the lizard and he's like he's he's now like half lizard, he's got a bit of lizard neck and Dr. Connors is like you're a bit lizardy and, and Peter Parker comes in and he's like, Oh you know, Doctor Doctor Connors, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out like, you know, how do I kill a, a lizard? And Doctor Connors is like, Ah, oh, I wish I was a lizard. I'm a lizard. I wish I wish people were lizards. And and he's Peter Parker stood there and he looks at him like, Oh, that's that's weird. And then he runs out, he runs out, like the lizard runs away, but probably hissing at him or something. And then and then he looks and he sees a rat, which is half lizard, half rat, and then it twigs then. And he's like, you're meant to be smart, Pika Parker. That's that's your that's your job. You're meant okay. to be smart. Maybe, maybe I'm a little biased only because, like, see, right, okay, right. I'm trying to like <laughs> redeem myself so hard here. Okay, so it's fine. I respect your opinion. You don't need to redeem yourself. Your I'm opinion's your own, and stand by it. Andrew <laughs> Soot is my favorite. Does, does, cool. Does that like that kind of probably plays into why I like him so much? But I do have to agree. Some of the things that happen in films <laughs> are really, really stupid. <laughs> but the moments when they're okay, then you know it's like, oh yeah, Peter, wee. And then I really like his suit, so it's like, ah yes, we'll let. Uh, it's not a bad suit. It's not a yeah. bad suit. I will give you that. I'll give. I'll give you that. It's <laughs> it's a good suit. It's a good suit. You're redeemed. <laughs> Uh, Andrew's just sat there like what the hell's going on Andrew what side of the face do you want to land on here um, I I have never seen the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man films I grew up with the Tobey Maguire ones uh, I loved them they were a big part of my childhood come um, back out of the corner I, I, I love um, I love Tom Holland I think he um, is really sweet and really likeable in those films uh, and he has that lovely floppy hair um, that looks a little bit like mine, <laughs> and I, I like him for that. Um, I think those films are really good. I like Homecoming. Um, we were asked about other films, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I like yeah, oh, yeah. Guardians yeah. Two. Uh, controversially, I may be wrong because I've only seen both of them once. When I originally watched all these films, I did a ranking and I put Guardians Two one place above Guardians One, and I got. Oh, okay. I got a lot of flack for it, but I think it was <laughs> I think it was the it was the 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 tears at the end was what edged it for me. Yeah, it's good. Um, yeah, and Ant Man the Wasp. Yeah, we said all we need to say about that. It, you forget yeah. it exists, don't you? Like, um, think, yeah. And that's sad because Paul Rudd's great. Uh, Evangeline yeah. Lilly is yeah. also great. The chemistry mm-hmm. between them, I really like. Actually, yeah. Um, I think there's a really good film to be made with them. 
Um, it just, Correlation with villain, though, again. Yeah. Forgettable it, villain. Both yeah. Ant-Mans have a problem there. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is just a bit better. Um, and the first one is basically... It slightly annoys me that the second one's called Ant-Man and the Wasp because the first one basically is as well. And the second one, she didn't actually get much more to do in the second one. She just now has a suit. I suppose it's, yeah. she's now a hero, but like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really hope she gets more to do. Yeah, um, for sure. it's she's great. I, I think she's great. I think and the two of them together are great. There's like a palpable chemistry there, and that's really good. Um, yeah. So I'm not saying don't want to see it again. I just it's fine. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> else to say really. Yeah, I think I, we've I, all said I, it. I feel like it does its bit with the the talking about the quantum realm, which obviously plays a massive part. In yeah, the, it in does the, set up quite nicely without you feeling mm-hmm. like it's a setup. But realistically, the rest of the film is inconsequential in to everything else. It's more just uh, we need to fill the other 90 plus minutes for to have a film and then we can talk about the quantum realm sort of in between. Mm-hmm. Um, Guardians 2, for me, the, part of the reason I rank it high higher than the first one is that end bit. Um, I, like Ian, I'm very close to my dad. That song, Father and Son by Cat Stevens, is one of my favourite songs of all time. So when it was mm, playing and I was watching it and that whole sequence is so well done um and obviously the phrase mary poppins y'all is great uh, <laughs> and then kurt russell i mean it's got kurt russell in it i can't i can't say any more than that i love kurt russell he's he's, he's brilliant he's awesome but, yeah the soundtrack's equally as good as the first one um it's got brandy your fine girl which is also a great song you know i just i love that film uh and that but for, personally for me i i know a lot of people disagree um as they might have done with you, Andrew, I, it's better for me than the first one, but I can see why people maybe like the first one more. You know, I think they're both very good films. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I, I like Spider-Man. Uh, I like Tom Holland. I like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm of the opinion that Andrew Garfield is the weakest Spider-Man. Oh, no. But I don't, dis- <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike him and I don't necessarily dislike the films, but I think Emma Stone, you do, Emma Stone you is do. a massive part of the reason I like those films as well because Emma Stone is fantastic in absolutely everything. So you know, um, I do love that. Um, but I mean, we're well over time, but we obviously can't go without letting <laughs> Alicia explain herself. Hooey! Yeah. <laughs> Let's start right. So, we'll, so Infinity War and Endgame. Alicia, thoughts? Okay. <laughs> nice. Guys, wait. <laughs> oh yeah, I will. I promise you now. There will be no me jumping in being like, what? <laughs> Until the end. All right. Okay. So okay. disclaimer, just to start everything off. Okay. I don't hate both films. I hate okay. aspects about said films. Okay. Right. So. Is like... one of them Peter Dinklage? Because I agree with you on that. <laughs> well. Mm. Is he in those? Yeah. He's, Is he in those? He's, he's the giant dwarf that. Crafts. Oh yeah, man! I completely forgot about him in that. God, that was blacked out. I just he was everything yeah. better. So, but that that kind of you know, oh, I don't know how to start this because I don't need to redeem myself for this one because I am very deeply rooted in my opinions in these films. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't need to redeem yourself for any of your opinions, by the way, Alicia. They're your opinions. Yes. Don't don't feel you have yeah. to redeem yourself. They're your opinions. It's fine. Oh, thanks. Don't shine. <laughs> um so i will just completely skip past the whole tony's dead thing because it really really makes me cry and i cried for months afterwards Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um let's just pretend that didn't happen that's fine that didn't exist 
um like i cried at logan like i i went with my partner at the party oh, and God. he Relax. was so emotionally cut off to like everything and i'm sitting there like ah, ah. he's like are you okay and i'm like i can't breathe ah. <laughs> oh, I went so numb. i was the same with tony um, yeah. but infinity war is definitely better than endgame no Sorry, <laughs> I actually, I, I actually would agree with that. I'm more interested to see why you dislike Endgame so much. Endgame's great. I still love Endgame a lot. They're both very high there for me. If if if, if you go, oh, I love Endgame over Infinity War. I'm not going to be like you're wrong, or I've yeah, vice versa. I, I would also be inclined to say that maybe to use the terms, Infinity War is a better film, and Endgame's a better movie, like a cinematic kind of. Mm. But why is Endgame so bad, Alicia? That's what I'm holding yeah. in for. Yes, <laughs> There's so much. There's so much wrong with it. It's wow. I didn't realize <laughs> I didn't realize how much there was until like, you know, I left the cinema because I was kind hmm. of weeping and like hyperventilating and my dad's like, You okay? And I'm like, I'm gonna die. <laughs> um so uh you know, it took a few Rewatches, and then I was like, I never want to watch this ever again. The entire film. I had to hold myself there. Carry on. (laughs) It feels so forced. There's so much that's just like, is this really supposed to be the end? Thor's characterization is completely destroyed. They brought up the fact that he is, you know, someone who has a lot to deal with, but they brought it back in the worst way possible, in the most demeaning way possible, and mocked his presence the entire time. Um, the way that Steve leaves, what? That was ridiculous. His bond with Bucky is stronger than his bond with with someone that he was, you know, like, I get it. He's been in ice, you know, time has passed in ice in his head. But that was ridiculous. Because I... It's not mentioned I, until then. I, I'm only gonna. I'm not gonna argue with you with that. All I'm gonna say is one of my closest friends has always said that Bucky and uh, Captain America should be in a relationship. He's shipping that for years. He's been saying that they should. That is a couple, and he's always felt that Bucky's been hard done by because he leaves. Yeah. I'm, I'm just. I'm not saying I agree with him or not, but he has said that for a very long time. That honestly, like, that's how ridiculous I find his you know leaving is that makes more sense so much yeah. more sense wait has it who hasn't seen falcon and the winter soldier me okay sorry you can't you can't talk about it it's okay <laughs> there's just one line there's one line that he says bucky turns around um and he says if steve was wrong about you that means he makes was wrong, wrong about, about me me yeah, me, yeah. And, and he gets that, very emotional about yeah, that it's very it's that a good line so much and that's that that also you know solidifies okay so it's even more ridiculous that he left than i thought it was um, <laughs> and you know there's there's different shots in the big fight at the end you know that shot with cap and black panther you know that's perfect but then they're like look at us we're feminists let's yeah fight. yeah yeah, oh, yeah. No, i don't yeah. like that bit either oh, yeah no. that bit's bad that bit it's is bad so Oh wow! But my we have women in our films. Look, here they are. It's yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the the one that you followed for so long is dead now, anyway. Yeah. So don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But we'll, don't worry, we'll give her a film in a few years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But anyway, my biggest, biggest pet peeve is definitely Thor because it, you know, if you're linking different uh, social issues, you know, if. Um, Black Panther, it, the first you know introduction film, it did so much 
for one community and then you're so like hyped because they're like oh okay they're going a route that's going to you know give so many younger people a good you know introduction through film you know it it's a very introverted thing from my experience you know I'm very introverted person and I haven't had you know a lot of I don't have a lot of friends film has been my comfort Mm. so I was hoping to see a lot more inclusion thankfully from you know Black Panther onwards and then they brought in Thor and completely mocked the hell out of mental health and I'm Mm. like excuse Mm. me Mm. They, they I thought very, you were going in a good direction here. Yeah, they are very glib about that whole thing, and it's very it's, much past. It, over yeah, it is one of the things I mentioned earlier with four. I yeah. feel like he they've wasted him just to be comedic. Whereas yeah. when you have four God of Thunder, that comic book run where you have the three stages of his life meeting each other, and there is almost this very like sad like realization of his youth having gone. And like, it's really emotional. And like, if we're talking about, I guess, interesting perspectives on mental health, like For God of Thunder does a really interesting job. It has, it's such a huge comic and has lots of themes. Um, but one of them is obviously this person seeing the mirror images of themselves through time yeah. and how he's changed and become different. I think the Broken Four could have been a really interesting thing. And you could have started it as almost funny. Um, that the people are like, oh, for what, what's happened to you, man? Um, but they could have like really explored him being like a broken man yeah. and no longer like a hero, but just kind of like broken from everything. Because after the, event, after the events of the snap and Thanos, Thor is the one with the most guilt to bear. He's the one who didn't take out. Should have gone for the head. Should have gone for the head. So he is, obviously Natasha's got... Um, you know, we see a lot of stuff about uh, Tony living with his grief and Natasha and Steve. Oh, I forgot what... about Natasha. Yeah, I've got something really heavy to say about that too. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Thor's, Thor's guilt for mm. not doing, taking out Thanos when he potentially had the chance or de- more slightly had the chance and led to the events happening. And he's got the biggest burden to bear out of all of them, but it's played off in some kind of weird strange comedic mm. way and i just feel like i agree with you completely Alicia. i feel like they've totally just mm-hmm. not missed the point mm-hmm. for yeah. that character and yeah. do you know you make a very compelling argument i don't I, I i completely agree with you with the four stuff um 100 shining a smile even though you can't see it <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you're wrong about andrew garfield but the <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're definitely right about four i think i don't necessarily i don't because i've had this debate recently i don't agree with the captain america thing going back because it makes sense for him you know weird old joe biden on the bench like i I, it makes he looks like joe biden it's weird (laughs) him on the bench it kind of makes sense you know um and i think the only thing I would have maybe changed is maybe have Bucky a bit more in the forefront with him and Falcon, but the three of them together. But I understand why, because there's a passing of the torch, which Falcon and the Winter Soldier leads into. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, I don't, I, I actually agree. I think Infinity War is better than Endgame. 
Um, I, I, I've, I think Infinity Wars great. I loved that film seeing it. It kind of blew me away watching it. I was just kind of like a massive nerd watching it being like, oh my God. Um, and Endgame does that for me too at the end, obviously. Yeah. Like that is like a massive, oh my God moment. Yeah. I love the build up too. I'm not going to sit here now and be like, no, nah, I didn't enjoy the build up. I loved the build up as yeah. well. Endgame is still one of my favorite ones. But I think you're 100% right with four and their representations of four. I think they do a really bad job there. I think they they really give Natasha. They just completely, you know, they. I, I try not to swear, but they really do her character a dirty. Oh, She's dead, yeah. and they don't do anything for a funeral for her at all. Like not even a word. Not even at Tony's funeral. Oh, by the way, somebody else died. I mean, <laughs> like, did, did it have to be Natasha? Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did it have to? Problem because I was like, oh, please be Hawkeye. Please be Hawkeye. I oh, but I want to see Hawkeye. My life as a weapon. My film that I've written. I want to see that. Right. That since you've mentioned that, I'll let him live a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's again a bit like Chris Pratt. I have, I just despise jeremy renner but i cannot stand him in that role you know even if he was a nice person even if he actually was a good human being i cannot stand him in that is he role. i don't know much about him as a person is he a bad person oh, should i look into that he's ableist he's misogynistic oh, god and to towards you know scarlett johansson and you know constant jokes about her you know costumes and stuff and then you know well. chris evans chimes in and he apologizes once he realizes what he's done and jeremy random's like why are you all so pressed i'm sorry that was i've i missed all of that wow. he should have been pushed off that cliff they yeah. should have gone yes. forget my film forget my film life as a weapon over the cliff <laughs> you go over the cliff the only characterization <laughs> that they had to cling on to with hawkeye was the fact that he has a little house in the, the countryside like there's really nothing else well but Natasha, they had so much to build up on but it was like, sure, kill her. Like, why? Why would you do that? <laughs> well, that's completely changed my outlook on one of my favorite moments of Endgame, which is the start when Hawkeye is looking for his family. They're not there. And I thought, that's tragic. But now I'm just like, ah, screw it. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, uh... it's more because I am a massive fan of Linda Cardellini. She's great. Mm. Oh, so, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, bring her back. Get rid of him. He, he can pick up the ball, you know. He can have well, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna do that, aren't they? So yeah, that's... it's his daughter. Though, it's gonna it? be Haley Steinfeld, isn't it? I think. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, sorry, my mistake. I got names. As you can probably tell from the podcast, I don't remember people's names very well. So I thought that was his daughter's uh, name, the actress's name. So that's my mistake. Yeah, no, it's going to be Haley uh, Atwell. Atwell. Let's go with that. Steinfeld. 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 Her too. Anybody? Yes. Who's Haley Atwell? Haley Atwell's Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Yeah, bring her along as well. Why not? Uh, <laughs> like, no, bring her down. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Andrew, thoughts on the two films? <sighs> okay. Um, We've made it. We've done this. <laughs> so, yeah, we're at the end game um, now, guys. Right. Okay. So my like hot take from this whole thing was going to be Endgame is a comfortably better film than Infinity War. Right. I've now listened to all your complaints about Endgame and it's hard to disagree. I think mm. the Thor bit, I think there is a couple of moments where it's that is taken more seriously that I think maybe they thought were going to land bigger than they yeah. did. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. there's the bit where he's like talking, he's, that dude, he's at the board when they're all like having the meeting and then he sort of breaks mm. down and it's kind of played for last, but also it 
pauses for a moment that actually makes you think actually this is really sad and I think mm-hmm. it needed a bit more of that and I think maybe in the editing they lost what they thought was a what maybe they thought was that kind of you know maybe Taika Waititi-esque comedy tragedy yeah. balance and perhaps yeah. in such a huge film in the edit they cut it down there's the whole thing about his weight as well um mm, and there's the argument not, ha- not handled yeah there's it. the argument that yeah, that yeah. that and i think it redeems itself slightly in that he doesn't just like get better and then like get buff again like he he fights in the end he's not like he just sits it out like he's just as powerful Mm-hmm. And again, like, I think mm-hmm. that is a, is something you can say. Okay, well, actually, maybe you know this, but you could have just not done it in the first place. But like um, Natasha, yeah, I actually really like Natasha's death scene. I think the way it plays out, I think oh, it's a great, great scene. Um, yeah. I think she was the right one to kill because I think she is the better character and means more, and therefore it, it hits more. And I think they needed yeah. to come this film. I like that they killed Tony. They had to kill Tony. They had to kill either him or Cap, yeah, and they yeah. got it the right way around. Mm-hmm. I agree. I like Cap, um, Cap's story at the end. I agree that we're feminist bit is a bit weird. The time travel thing I don't really like in the first place. There's actually lots of flaws with it, which is making me realise... Oh, God, so many flaws. Yeah, but there's actually... Yeah. It can be realised... There's actually loads of these films that when I start picking them apart, they're actually not. Oh. None of them are actually as good as I thought they were. Um, we should have a we should have a spin-off episode where we talk about time travel films that oh, don't no, make no, any no. sense. Because um, that is a passion of mine. Looking at time travel that I'm doesn't make sense. I'm generally okay with it, but when the entire 23 film arc lie, relies on it, I was a bit like, "Oh, you really want to go down this route?" There's only guys? one. There's only one film that makes sense, which is Primer, which Primer, is amazing. Yeah, agreed. Yep. And Back to the Future, sorry, that's the other one. But Primer <laughs> makes um, full sense. Uh, yeah, and basically, so instead, but I think all of these films, perhaps, on the closer analysis, are never as good as we thought they were. And I think Endgame, I love mostly because I think it it hits the landing so well mm. of, of those big moments. And I think it, generally speaking, gets most things right. It's a three-hour mm-hmm. three film that I think has like a few bad bad bits to it, and I just think mm-hmm. overall it's really good, um, and it's very near the top for me. In fact, when I did my original rank, it was number one. I've rewatched it since nice, and fair. still liked it. I think if I mm-hmm. rewatched again and picked apart all these films, Civil War would probably stay up, and so would Winter Soldier. I think mm. less beaten Black Panther. I think they're the ones that people generally don't have a bad word for. Yeah, um, no, those three are amazing. My, I'm going to turn. In, gonna we do you know and uh, we're well over but i'm gonna turn my <laughs> end game is better than infinity war argument into more of a why infinity war is not as good as everyone says it is that's one of the ones i rewatched. <laughs> i love how we this this section instead of us being like oh we love it it's amazing it's yeah. we should talk about how end game's bad yeah and that we have you talk about how infinity yeah. war is bad i'm just here saying i love infinity both of them. that's what i'm here for not <laughs> bad yeah, I'm the Black Panther yeah. being like, I love both of these films. <laughs> um, Infinity War is not bad. Infinity War is very good. But everyone, seemingly everyone says it's a better film than Endgame. And I just think it is. it was so easy, in a way, for, for Infinity War to, to be the better film. Because it didn't have to finish it. It didn't have to come up with a solution that involved time travel. It didn't have to decide who to... I know... I'm talking about it as if the film is an entity, but like, do you know what I mean? It's, it's so easy to say oh, Infinity yeah. War. 
is the better film. And maybe it is in some ways, but I just dislike the fact that people like, because they're made by the same people. I dislike the fact that people like, oh, I'm thinking it was better, Endgame messes it up. Because like, I just think Endgame, it's so hard to get it right. And it gets it like 80% right, I think. Um, maybe I just don't like both of them. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, no. I see, I see them as a singular entity. I guess. Well, that's, that's the thing. Like but people both. always like Infinity War. Oh, so good, and, they, and that ending is that ending so amazing. I'm like, is it? Because I don't think any person in the world over the age of ten actually thought that wasn't going to be reversed. The second it happens, you're like, oh, that's sad. Oh yeah, of course. But no. it's the journey. Yeah, isn't yeah, but, it? it's yeah, about... yeah, yeah. No, and I think the film is good. The journey is good. But people talk so much about about how 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 bold it is to end a film like that. A superhero film, like you do realize there's another one. Like, well, also, Two Towers kind of did that first, yeah. Like, it, sorry, but not in a Two Towers was a mess, everything was a mess at the end yeah, of Two Towers. In a, way that, in a way that's going to make you think like you've got to fight to get back there in a way you can't just reverse it. Whereas this, I'm like, there's going to be some timey wimey stuff, like it, mm. you know, it's just not actually happened. And one of my pet peeves in these in blockbusters in general, particularly in the Marvel films, is not letting people stay dead. And if Tony was ever to be brought back in any way, I w- would flip and riot and protest <laughs> so much. Um, I would too. The, yeah. Yeah. the the Loki the bit where Loki comes back at the end of Thor: The Dark World, oh, and it turns out that he's. Yeah. And I don't think they should, I, I think they need to keep Loki alive because I love Loki, but just don't kill him in, yeah. in the foot. Like, oh, anyway. The t- the, yeah. the TV show kind of gives me a reason for why Loki should be alive. We yeah. won't go, I'm, no, as I we're think, so far. I think Ragnarok yeah. gives you a reason. I think Loki being alive is a good thing. I just uh, don't think they should have killed him like, and then <laughs> kept him alive. Like, just don't kill him. It, then. I, I agree with that. Like, him dying was just like, when they killed him at the beginning, I was a bit like, Jesus. Jesus. That's, that's, oh, my God. <laughs> well, that, like, that, that in Infinity on Fire, it's in Dark World, I'm like, when he's dead and there's that whole emotional thing with the we brothers. We talked about Dark World being bad. Come on. He <laughs> illustrates my point. I don't like people dying and coming back, really. And Infinity War, it just, I think it just had it easy. I watched it again and it's not, it's, it's not as funny as I remember and it's not as exciting as I remember. Like, I think the first time mm. you watch it, I don't know, I just think it's all built the spectacle up. of it. I think is... it's, it's, yeah. a spectacle is great. and But I just think so much of it is great because it's setting you up for Endgame. But it's like it's the setup is the easy bit, you know. And I just think Endgame <laughs> has to end has to do it. And I just think in Endgame they get most yeah, of it right. I, I agree I, with the things you have said. I I think <laughs> but, I, I I do like Infinity War, but I do agree with you, Andrew. I think Endgame has the heavy lifting to do in the end to land all the pieces that have come together over twenty three films and land it in a satisfactory way that you know. For them, and I think it does that. Um, I always say to people when I that year, three major franchises ended. So you had the MCU for the Infinity Saga, you had Game of Thrones, and you had Star Wars. Hmm. Two, two out of three for me were bad. Were terrible, terrible. terrible. <laughs> I don't want to get into them because we have time. But that's a separate podcast. Um, but um, if anybody's like joined us though, they've heard like why end games not not good <laughs> then they've heard why infinity war it's isn't as good right? and yeah i think they're both really good films terrible film yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're both terrible no no i do i do love endgame i think i think what i said was uh 
Infinity War is a better film, Endgame is probably a better movie, but I do think Endgame yeah. does very well to end it. Mm. I was, and to be honest, I was really distracted during the four, the quote-unquote, I hate using this term, fat four scene, as they all call it, um, because on the yeah. windowsill, there's a big bottle of Iron Brew, and I just couldn't keep my eyes off it. <laughs> so I was just like, cause I was just like, there's Iron Bruins on the set. It's like the Game of Thrones coffee cup. I was just like, there's no one else seeing this. And it wasn't until weeks later, I was like, oh, did you? I was like, yes, I saw it. I couldn't concentrate. On <laughs> um, but no, I do. And, you know, it's the, the, the whole 15 minute sequence between when um, we start fighting Thanos, Cat picks up the hammer, then mm. the oh, Thanos is yeah. so good. And then portals on your left, everyone comes out. Yes, there's that obligatory shot of all the women lined up which is so heavily crowbarred it's ridiculous and then there's a shot if you don't know if you've seen it but there's two ant-mans in the scene there's a yeah. small ant-man oh, a giant yeah. ant-man in the background yeah it's things like that that i i noticed those kind of things but i do also like how did ant-man get to one place and another so quickly yeah, as well I, that's yeah that doesn't make yeah, sense and the ending you're totally right although somebody told me if you think of it as hank pym as the little ant-man it's fine there you go there we go. That's that's what we're, that's what we're going with. That's <laughs> um, and yeah, the whole Tony's final words, "I am Iron Man," which were his final words at the end of the first Iron Man. No, totally. Did you want not... me to cry? Oh, totally, totally, I don't want to get into it. I can't. I can't do it. Um, but yeah. So guys, I'm just gonna. We're well. We're well over time. God, we did it though, we, didn't we? We, we yeah, did it. I'm, I'm gonna ask <laughs> you one last question before we sign off. What is for you, what's the best film in the MCU, Alicia? Oh, best film? I, you had to pick one. Wow. Um, you had to show one to someone. What would you pick? Oh, uh, you already answered that. What you would, you would probably, show someone? Yeah, probably be Black Panther. I think it, it's a. I want to show everyone Iron Man because I think Iron Man's awesome and everyone should <laughs> watch it. So good. But if I was to choose one, or play them both at the same time. <laughs> sure, there are no rules here. Yeah. <laughs> Just watch both of these films at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about things. It's fine. So yeah, but I, to be serious, probably Black Panther. Fair enough, Andrew. I think Civil War because I think Civil it's a very War. good team film, but also a good like solo film somehow at the same time. Um, like I think. Infinity War and Endgame have diminished since I saw them first, and I haven't rewatched really Civil War yet. So, we'll say Civil War is still really good. Fair enough, Ian. Um, so yeah, I think Winter Soldier is probably my personal favorite film. Like, I really, really love that film. Captain America is my favorite Avenger. Um, not my favorite superhero, but my favorite Avenger. Um, and beats everything. That sorry. Movie. The knife scene where Bucky and oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that just beats everything. It's so good. It, it's an amazing film, and I think it's as I said before, it's the film that gets so close to being more. Well, it's it's not close. It does it. It's more than just a superhero film. And there's a few films in a handful, and I think you know the MCU does have other examples of that. But for me, the pinnacle of it is. Um, uh winter soldier i think civil war and uh guardians of the galaxy also hit there i think black panther gets almost there i think black panther is culturally a seminal moment of like our self our film catalog but i think it's an amazing superhero film i think it just maybe just misses off 
the 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 but it's me having to pick fine hairs and i know simone when she listens to this will be like ian what the hell are you talking about it's black panther <laughs> so don't worry you don't need to be annoyed with me now i'm gonna get it when I, when this is finished you should be if you've made it well yeah. done to you um <laughs> but yeah no i think i think there are a few films that hit those highs of like comic book ones logan is another one of those examples i think spider-man 2 is another one of those examples with toby Maguire, alicia i'm just saying um, <laughs> but for me yeah it's going to be captain america the winter soldier okay i i'm torn between the two captain americas i'm probably going to land on civil war i think it does a lot in the time it's given it does it really elegantly i feel like it sets up well for the rest of the films to come winter soldier is a great film don't get me wrong it's, it's a great film period regardless of genre same as logan we need to do a logan podcast at some point i would mate i wanted to write my dissertation for my masters about logan i was told it wasn't academic enough yeah. but that film would have been i yeah. that film is like my pinnacle of like yeah. cinema like we, i love that film we, we will we will we'll try and make it happen but i think now guys we are unfortunately finally at the end of our time um, which was very much now, let's, let's talk about the tv shows no, yeah. I'm <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have another podcast for those at some point i'm sure but um yeah we are at the end which very much like thanos says was inevitable um, um, but before we get snapped away, I'd like to say thank you've you. got puns coming out left, right, and center tonight. <laughs> I, I love a pun. I, I make no apologies for my puns. Um, before we get snapped away, I say it again. I'd like to, <laughs> um, yeah, I'd like to say thank you to you guys. Thank you, Alicia. Thank you. It was uh, so much fun. Oh, it's been great, uh, Andrew. Thank you very much. Thank you all very, very much. And Ian, thank you as well thank you all it's been a pleasure and thank you for listening to us talk for so long too thank, thank you to everyone this day thank you for sticking with us this long uh, this has been the uk film review podcast and we will see you again next time goodbye Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. 
There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.